What are we doing here? I don't know. What is this? Why am I here on Monday? I can't watch my football. Monday night football. I can't watch. I got my usual ritual. My Monday night football routine. I'm leaving my crew high and dry. No. I don't watch that. I watch the smiles on your faces, figuratively speaking, when I do the best show. And because I can't do the show tomorrow night, instead of missing a show, what am I doing? We're doing a show tonight. We don't stop. You think this is a joke here? Do you think I'm joking, Mike? No. I'm not joking. Studio? Oh, there he's checked out. Alright, it's the best show. We got a fun night ahead. Heaven and hell, I want to talk about the, uh, your idea of heaven and hell. Like, think of it like this. In heaven, what would you see, hear, taste? Where would you be? And where would you be? Think of it like that. We'll do like a combo. What's the best and worst? Like like if all your senses were being satisfied versus all your senses are just being uh, uh, besmirched. 201. What is it? 201-332-3484. That's the number to call. Dead hug. 201 dead hug. And we got the full crew here. We got Pat, we got Dudio, we got Mike. And fans of Mike, if you're a fan of Mike, get ready. Fun stories tonight. They're not that fun. I'll say this, I hung out with Pat a couple times, I hung out with Mike a couple times a week. These are good guys. They're good guys. I like them more than ever. But you know what I like even more than them? I like the best show. 201-332-3484. Got some Green Ellis from a giant dog coming by later. But it is time for the show to begin. Now. Rebel! 
Pat's Best Show here on a Monday night. Why are we doing the show on a Monday night? Well, simple, my friends. First of all, thank you for coming along for the ride. Thank you. I appreciate it. I know I'm throwing everybody's schedule off, but you know what? What are you going to do? Here on a Monday night because I want to do something tomorrow night and then I don't want to miss a show. In the old days would have taken a show off, missed a week. No more. We do the show every week now. If I'm not here, something's wrong. And who am I? My name's Tom Sharpling and I'm here, the host of tonight's best show. And, yeah. Gonna go see a rock show tomorrow night. And it's, uh, Simon Doom, who comes on the, who came on the show. He's great. And, uh, a giant dog, and they're great. And, uh, they come on the show, and Sabrina Ellis will be on the show tonight. So, we look forward to that. And,. It's in Brooklyn. It's at Rough Trade, and I'm going to go to that. I don't want to see a thing, and they do it on a Tuesday night. It's like a, like a, it's like I'm being mocked. A bill that only I could dream up. I could literally dream up. Now happening on a night I cannot attend. It, it was irony. The very, the very definition of irony. But now I'm, we're doing the show tonight. How's it sound, Mike? Sounds good? Good. Just heard from a giant dog. From their amazing album, Pile, from last year. We heard Hitchhike Love. on Merge. MergeRecords.com And starting us off, Taiwan Housing Project from their album Veblen Death Mask. We heard Ideal Body Alignment. That's on Kill Rockstars. KillRockstars.com Album's really good. And I saw them the other night. I saw them uh, uh, on the bill with Boss Hog down in Asbury Park. They were so good. Oh, my goodness. They just go. They just go for it. It was rock. That was some... Uh, that was... Uh, yeah, that was great. I loved it. Taiwan Housing Project. Oh, I'm, I don't know. Maybe. If you could. Thank you. Dudio. Always on the job. I'll give you two points. How many points do you have, Mike? 85. Pat? 60? Dudio? I just gave you two. 87. There's going to be some movement on these points tonight. Based on the week. 
The phone number, 201-332-3484. Open phones. Look at that. Bunch of lines are open. Everybody's always like, I can't get through. I call and I can't always busy. Well, tonight's a night. Call. You'll get through. Taiwan Housing Project. Heavy duty. Laying down the thump. It's a good thing you didn't go to the show on Saturday, Mike. You couldn't have handled it. It's too rocking for you. You would have been just like, can you guys do, uh, can you guys do sweet sugar blossom? No, they wouldn't. They would have thrown you out. Their music would have driven you right in the ocean. Would have pushed you right out of Wonder Bar, right down the boardwalk into the ocean. Who knows where you'd be right now? You'd probably be aboard some sort of tanker. And I have to say, apmike.bandcamp.com, if I don't say it, Lord knows, I'm going to hear about it. Let me get it over with. Go to apmike.bandcamp.com and get all your AP Mike needs. Headshots, masses t-shirts, children's audio recordings. Everything you could want at apmike.bandcamp.com. And check out sharplingandworster.bandcamp.com. All of our albums from over the years are up there digitally, including a rare one, Vampire or a Dogman, available for download. Who's good here, Mike? One. Okay. Best show. Hi. Hello, Tom. Yes, hi. You're actually there tonight. I am. Yes. Oh, I Weird. knew. I know this is. Yeah. yeah, I usually I call I call him every Monday night. And I, there's a guy I talk to. Mm-hmm. He's there. There's a guy who's here every Monday yeah. night. What's his yeah, name? I, by I any chance? I, he told me. He told me not to tell you. He said. So you talked to him. Yeah. Did you just, did you talk to him tonight? No, because you're there. Usually, I was calling. To, I was calling to talk to him. You're calling to the other show that apparently goes on. What is this? Some deep web stuff? Well, he told me not. To, he specifically told me not to tell you. I saw a commercial online. This, first of all, this is my friend. I'm going to say friend. You might not consider me a friend. I consider you a friend. I'll, I'll let you know at the end of the phone call. Well, jeepers, creepers, you're putting me on the hot seat. This is a guy who, when it comes to the South, you think of, you think of a few things. You think of kudzu. You think of, uh, tater, tater tots. Is that a Southern thing? Eh, Mm -hmm. Not, that's a, you think of, uh, hush puppies. 
Think of Kudzu, Hush Puppies, and Jason from Alabama from Huntsville. In that order. In that order. Now he's calling. He's uh, he's one of these Alabama uh, land baron. Is that what you are? No. 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 I'm a I'm a skulker. A skulker. A, an Alabama skulker. And they someday they will catch the Alabama skulker, but not today. Yeah, not tonight. It's too rainy. It's too rainy tonight. It's too rainy. Wipes away, washes away all his footprints. <laughs> can't can't track him. Now, Jason, I I have to say, you 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 called the last time you called a few weeks ago. You told an exciting story about. A fast food chain that just sounded mouth-watering Zaxby's. Yeah. And I'm going to ignore the Dudio just went, yeah. <laughs> well, Dudio, Dudio, Dudio says it's good. That's their slogan. Dudio says they're good. Yeah. Um, and you were talking all about the salad, which is their salad. Yeah. And then a friend of mine, Ollie, she says to me, you had that guy on, and he's blabbing all about the salad. She said, you know, he didn't mention there was a thing on the menu called the chicken flage, which is camouflage, but chicken. And I said to myself, talk about, talk about burying the lead on this one. Chicken flage? What's well, in my defense, yes, it's a limited time offer. Okay, it's a limited time offer, so they they ran out, I guess. Of I reckon, yeah, they couldn't find them. Yeah, t- t- please tell me what chicken flage was, Jason. From what I remember, it was just a it was just a, a, a chicken camouflage pattern on their cups. What? <laughs> I don't even know. What that means? There's no reference point for that. Chicken right, so camouflage, have, like, camouflage pattern. Camouflage kind of looks like branches and sure leaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this was the color of camouflage. Of camouflage, but uh-huh. the little blobs or whatever I think were vaguely chicken shaped. All right, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. It's in very my dumb. Life. Yeah. And what's the I don't even understand what the appeal is. People who go hunting chickens are supposed to, like, I, wear that to sneak up on the chickens? I think it's just a novel, you know, it's just, you, you're tired of the same old um, splotches, I guess. If you're tired. I don't know. Like, it wasn't for me. It wasn't like, for me. So you're bored of the usual camo. Right. So you wish you had something a little more fun. That yeah, had ch- chickens worked into the yeah. pattern. Yeah. That's demented. <laughs> and then I'm watching this show, which I, I now is maybe this show Chrisley Knows Best. And it's about a guy named Todd Chrisley, who uh, he's a southern guy, and he's raising his family. And... He's saying a thing. He's just like, he's saying to his daughter, like, he's like, and it's like this thing that if you're from the South, you've got to be like, all right, click the thing, the accent down. No one talks like, like, he's like, 
y'all go, you took, look, he's yelling at his daughter. He's like, you took the car. You said you're going to Zaxby's. You, you told me. She's like, I told you, Daddy, I wanted to go to Zaxby's. And I went, it's like, it's like, this is like a, this is like, it's like a, a southern, like, like what a northerner pictures the south being like. Like in terms of the, I told you you could not borrow the car to go to Zaxby's. I told you, Daddy, I wanted to go to Zaxby's. I wanted to take Chase to Zaxby's and go get some food. And it's like, look, people have accents. I know that. Yeah. Some people say there's accents in New York and New Jersey. I've never heard them. I right. don't know. And when I hear that there's an accent up here, I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? There's no accent up here. So, but they are playing to the camera, and right. it makes me sick as an honorary <laughs> Southerner. Right. As an honorary, some, yes. I'm making some uh, product placement. Yeah. First of all, I don't know if you know this. I'm now a defensive coach for the I, I, uh, for the uh, Alabama uh, blood elephants. Oh. I was on they're the sideline. Looking good. Yeah, we were. We are. And I told um the coach, Mike. Mike, is that his name? Um, um uh Nick. Nick, that's it. I could Nick. never get it straight. I know there's a Mike down on the sidelines and a Nick. And I'm never sure which one's which. Yeah. And I said I says to him, Coach we got this one in the bag. And then I said, I'm betting 800 grand that we win the big game. And he said, uh, yeah, maybe don't, uh, talk about that publicly. And I said, what do you mean? Oh, and I said, I get what you're saying. You want me to bet against us? We'll lose the, we'll throw the big game. Yeah. I said, how, what kind of action you want me to put down? And he said, uh, he said we'd talk about it, uh, I'm having Thanksgiving with him and his family. And oh, we're going to talk about it with Nick. Nick is his name. Nick. Nick. I like the name Nick because it sounds like something you do yourself with it while you're shaving. It's like very actiony. It's a yeah. But manly name, an actiony name. Mm-hmm. Well, there's and a short. There's a basketball team up here called the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And they're not good. They are the team I grew up liking. And boy, are they bad. Holy moly. It's a good name, though. It is a good name. And yeah. if if they know, what the Knicks would want to do is to probably take a razor blade to the basketball <laughs> so the game could get called, <laughs> like they could just forfeit the games rather than like have a boxer, to go. Like a boxer. Yeah. Cut me. <laughs> His name was Mick. Mickey. Yeah. Hey, it all, it all comes around. How is it that in Rocky, this movie Rocky, by all rights, Rocky should have just been like, he should have been like, hey, Mick, cut me. Like, he should have had like a Philly accent, should, right? Should have mm-hmm. been like, hey, yo, Adrian. Like, should have sounded like Philly boy Roy. Not, 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 not the way that's, uh, what's his, what's that actor's name? Stall, uh, Sylvester Stall one, right? The way Sylvester Stall one did the part. 
Hi everybody, Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new Office Hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. G'day. G'day. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. I don't know. Look, I'm going to bring you to a game. Mm-hmm. Nick said I could invite you only if you show up in full chicken flage. You need to show up, and he said you could burst through the banner. Okay. In chicken flage. I'll have to see if Daddy will let me take the car down to Zaxby's. <laughs> you said I could go to Zaxby's and get <laughs> food with Chase. Come on. Chris. I think my mama watches that show. Tighten it up, Chrisley. He's got a talk show. I think it starts tonight. Or tomorrow. No, tonight's a Monday. Why am I here? The old days, I would have just pulled the plug on it. Not anymore. Yeah. I'm here. We're here to do shows. We're here to do the work. So what's going on otherwise, Jason? Anything well, exciting? Well, I'm just going to go ahead and say that we're friends. Oh, thank you. That's that's the nicest thing I've heard all, all month. Yeah. Well, I'm, oh, I'm sorry about that. No, that's, uh, that, that, that means oh. a lot. That's I just how thought nice maybe the baseline. The oh, baseline yeah. you're like, boy, you're having a really bad month then, is what you thought. Yeah. yeah. No. I'm having a good okay. month, and that's still, that oh. still beats most things. Good. Uh, so uh, very, very quickly, uh, in the interest of, this is the Oreo hack hotline now, right? Yes. So just for all you Oreo hackers out there, if you've got an Aldi, in your area, they have, they have these little cookies, and they only have things for like five minutes. You never know what's in there. It's like a, it's like a dumping out a Yahtzee. Yeah, yeah. Aldi, they th- they drop it off, and then that's <laughs> it. That's it, and they you, they give you the taste. You get the taste for it, and then you'll never see it again. Then you go back. Yeah, it's like chicken flage. Right. Not <laughs> like chicken time. flage. Yeah. So so these are called like I think it's spelled D O P P E L I N O. Dopolino. Dopolino. Okay. Dopolino chocolate or the sandwich biscuit cookies. They're like little Oreos. They're small, but they're not. They're they're it says inspired by by Germany. Inspired, inspired by inspired Germany. by Germany. Okay. Yeah. So they're not they're not really they're not terribly sweet. Okay. But it's a good cookie. The cookie's good and solid and, and tastes good. And then the, the frosting, I tried, they have, they have lemon and they have hazelnut, but they also have chocolate. Chocolate was cocoa-y, but not too, not like sickly sweet. Sure. Do you think, so, Ore- are Oreos too sweet to your liking? They are. The older I get. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I could eat, I was like a fly or like an ant. Yeah. You know, yeah, but the older I get, I don't know what, what it is. I don't like as much sugar. They would draw blood from you in the old days. It would be sweet tea. Yeah, absolutely. Or chocolate syrup, probably. Okay. Chocolate. At any rate, yeah, this, so, this, 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 this might be some good pieces. 
for some Oreo hacking is all I'm saying. So these so these could be some good elements. Yes. It's exciting. I mean, hazelnut. Hazelnut cream's got to be pretty hard to, to find. Hazelnut cream of Dotellos. Dotellinos. Dopolino. Do, Dopolino? <laughs> That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Okay, Dopolino. So that was just a note for all the Oreo hits. At your local Aldi. Yeah, you're, you're at Aldi. I say Aldi. I don't know if, if Michelle, the Oreo expert, is going to... She was down on Hydrox. Who knows what she's going to say about Dopolinos? Well, I would be interested. I would be interested to find out. And I I I had no way to contact her. So, yeah, this is how I'm. I'm using your show at this point to contact her. You just uh, you just put out a a floodlight that that has an Oreo and you shoot it in the sky, (laughs) and she'll show up. She's like Batman, but for Oreo cookies. So anyway, that's just a tip for her. But but uh, are you talking about your? Have you talked about the topic yet? I can't get the stream to come in, so I, I didn't know. Not yet. No, you can't get oh. the stream to come in. Wow, what's going I, on? Well, are you? I think you sent me a virus or something. You blocked me from the show. Oh, <laughs> here no. at the show. Oh no, I didn't do. I did not. I did nothing. Look. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, yeah. No, we have not anyway. done anything yet for for heaven and hell. The idea of like what is. If you're, if you're, it's almost like the thing, if you were to list it, it like you picture like a, like a multi-sensory thing where what you would see, yeah. hear, taste, where would it be? What time of day would it be? All yeah. of those elements factor in for either the best or worst version of, of things for you. Why did, what do you have, Jason? Well, it's much easier for me, for, for whatever reason, to come up with, like, the hell version. Okay. Than the heaven version. I don't know why. I mean, I guess because I have so many things I enjoy. Mm-hmm. That I kind of experience my heaven in small doses, that sort of heaven in small doses on a regular basis. Sure. You sit back, you watch the Alabama blood elephants smear yeah. another Yeah. Yeah. Run another team into the ground. Yeah. We did a number on, uh, on that, uh. On wow, what the what you call it's there the uh, uh, Fresno State is that who we beat the other night? Yeah, Fresno State was they traditionally will start with like a start their season with a sacrificial lamb like Fresno State. Yeah, yeah. And it's a payday for Fresno State. It's good for Fresno yeah, State, yeah. but then they but get, they played um, that's like Florida State. Yeah, and that was a game. That was a for real game until until that dude's leg gave out. Yeah, I don't like that at not, all. Which was not fun. That was that's not no. Fun. No one roots for injuries. No one roots no, for and, injuries. And it could be that we. There's a part of me deep down that's like maybe people shouldn't play football. Yeah, oh, you, you know what I mean. You, you think? Yeah, maybe people shouldn't play football. There's especially a, maybe young people with their entire lives ahead. Their whole lives ahead of them. So what they do is they put on armor and run at each other <laughs> as fast as they can. All they do is this is what they do. Yeah. They go instead of paying attention to their studies. They go. Yeah. They're hitting the weight room all week long, getting screamed at by a sixty-year-old man who's getting paid millions of dollars <laughs> to make them perform at their at their peak, and they're getting paid nothing except the education that they're not getting a chance to yeah. to take advantage of, and they're getting as strong and fast as they can so they can run at each other at top speeds in their armor and then collide while chasing after a football. 
You think? But, yeah, I think maybe it. Maybe it. it uh, I think a hundred years from now, people will just be like, "Yeah, you know, they used to do this." You know, people laugh at like things from the but like they put leeches on people. Right. It's like it's gonna be like, "Yeah, wait till you see what people." This is a sport that they actually, and then on Sundays they would watch this thing. Yeah, and they'll they, by the but look by this point, Star Wars will be the leading religion in America. Right, so that will be. What everybody's focused on will just be like at a statue of Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> so, so anyway, I, I, yeah, it sounds very dystopian when you put it that way. So, so yeah, so you feel like maybe, maybe it's it's a little much for for uh, yeah. for young people. Look, well, I, for any probably for anybody <laughs> for for anybody. I would think so. They should do it just for, they should just make it the kind of thing that like prisoners play. <laughs> like people like who want out can play, like escape from New York. Death where, ball. Yeah, death ball. We get some time. Maybe throw in a couple stun guns or, uh, some tasers. It's just, what about robots? What if we taught robots to play? That would be great. Man They'd versus smash machine. each other to pieces. Man versus machine. Every week, man versus machine. Machines undefeated. <laughs> and each week, but each team has one of the other on it. Oh, okay. Each I thought it was going to be like the Harlem Globetrotters and the Washington uh, Generals. Generals. No, it would not be. It would be, we'll make sure there's one robot, as you say. It's a southern yeah. way of saying robot. Up here we say robot. Okay. Um. It. Uh, it's, uh, and it's very exciting. I heard, by the way, the new season of Mr. Robot is going to deal uh, exclusively exclusively with Oreo hacks. Mr. Ro- Mr. Robot is going to hack into the Dopolino's mainframe and figure out how to uh inject peanut butter and jelly into the middle of uh of a Dopolino's cookie and get them the shipment brought to Aldi's. Um yeah, I would like that. That's I think there should be some sort of football that has, like, you know, they have those sh- training robots that they play against now where they, like, they, the guys run into those. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. We're not far Thanks. from getting one of those things to throw. Right. So get it to get, get one of them to throw. Man, you could put tank treads on them and they just go. Watch out. That, that would be a very exciting game. I think so. I would love to I see. Man versus machine in all the sports. <laughs> baseball? Robot goes up there? That baseball would be the one that robots would win every time. Because they would just train it and they would hit home runs every time they mm. went to the plate. Right. There's nothing you can do. A pitcher throws a thing. A robot's going to adjust and knock it out. Right. Football, at least there's a way to, like, intercept a ball. Mm-hmm. Right, Mike? Mike's already so checked out. He he went he just went, yeah, like annoyed. He actually sounds annoyed. Sorry, Mike. I tell you this, Mike. I spent I've spent two nights with this guy, Jason. Mm-hmm. Two nights in a row with him. And it culminated in the there, I'll I've gotta just tell it. I'll tell it later. Wait till you hear this. So look. I'm going to send, I'm going to have Mick, uh, Mick, Nick, Nick, mm-hmm. 
uh, call you, and I, I'm making okay. him invite you to one of the games. I want him to do it. Okay. And uh, you're going to be on the sideline in full chicken flush. Full chicken flush. <laughs> you and your family can all. So that's come. my heaven. That's my heaven. So, oh, that's right. Of course, we didn't get to your thing. What is your hell? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, we've been on for a long time. No, there no, no. Please, people. no. The floor is all yours. What is what is your hell, Jason? Well, okay. How mythological can I get? You do whatever you want. You okay. got a you got a clear lane. Okay, so this starts with me pushing a giant raw onion uphill. Okay, so raw onions and are not a favorite of yours. Raw onions? Yeah. No. Okay. So I push this thing uphill, and I'm wearing, like, wet socks Ugh. inside loose shoes. The shoes are loose. Okay. Let you know, they're a little, loose, a little too big. Loose shoes with wet socks. That's a horrible yeah. sensation. Yeah. That's horrifying. So I, yeah, so I'm wearing VR goggles. And you're wearing VR goggles. Yeah. And in the VR goggles, it's a presentation of someone doing a PowerPoint presentation about business Ugh. and they have a really angular nasally like upper midwestern accent no offense to when the, you say that, the upper midwest you mean like a what like a like a what state is that what what state would you say is like a midwest? like a wisconsin so like a like a like a fargo kind of no that's even no even like more like I know it when I hear it. I can't do it. Like a cheese, like a like a Wisconsin cheese head kind of thing. I don't know. I've heard it. Like I hear it. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's called the Upper Midwest or the Northern Cities accent. Sure. It's uh, okay. you know it when you hear it. All it's right. unpleasant to me. To you, look. It may sound like the, the angels singing it to somebody else, but might to me, sound it's... like and there's somebody when they hear Chris Lee talk, it's like oh, music. They... Yeah. So anyway, when I get to the top of the hill, after, raw, after bunch, pushing this giant raw onion, yeah, in, I, have a, I have to do a bunch of math. In wet socks that yeah, are in was, loose yeah, shoes while having VR goggles on, yeah, watching yeah, someone with a Wisconsin accent do a PowerPoint presentation. When I do the math, I get to take the goggles off, but I have to leave the earbuds in. So you're still hearing the yeah. presentation. Yeah. So then after I finish the math, I have to eat the entire onion. Now, when you say a giant onion, you're clearly pushing it. So it's a six-foot onion, I'm assuming? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a boulder-like onion. Yeah, so there's no such onion as this in the real world. No, that's why I'm saying this is – I've been punished by – this is some sort of mystical retribution. This is fine. Do you like a, do you like a cooked onion, a sautéed onion? I like it. I have to be in the mood for it, and it has to be with the right stuff. Okay. See what? There are some things I'll even eat a raw onion on, but it's, it's, I'm real weird about the onion. I'm very weird about onions, and I know I am. I, I admit that. So myself. when you order your salad, you tell them no onions? I do tell them. That. I, I often say no onion on stuff, but there's a sandwich you can get here in Huntsville called the Kitchen Sink at Stanley O's. Uh -huh. I'll eat raw onions on that thing all day long. The only thing I like a raw onion on is the kitchen sink. That's Stanley, Stanley O's. But that's neither here nor there. So My favorite Cars album. <laughs> Stanley O, <laughs> I need you. So you. So then when I. So now you're up at the top of the hill eating a yeah, yeah. six foot raw onion. And my, my hands smell like onion. Yeah. 
so so they give me a towel to to wipe my hands on, and somehow the towel it's a towel, but it's also made out of old brass. So it leaves your hands. You know when you handle like old metal. That is a, that's the most specific thing I've ever heard. I could yeah. throw up thinking of that that old yeah. tar that old tarnished brass smell. If you yeah. hold on to some brass railing or something, you know what's weird that I heard about that. That's actually supposedly is not the, sm the smell doesn't come from the metal. The smell comes out of you. Like the smell, the metal makes that smell come out of so you. It's pulling it out of you. Isn't that weird? That's the that's. I do have to say so, this though, we're, we still are talking about a six foot raw onion. It's still, it's, it's still trumped by the six foot raw onion. So then I wake up, but then I wake up and it's all been a dream. But then the, there's a knock on my door and I open it up yeah. and it's the onion. It's the onion. <laughs> he's like, let's go. It's talking. Let's go again. That's horrible. So you're like, and then he laughs like, he laughs like Vincent Pross at the end of Thriller. Ah, 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 ah. So you're the, you're the Sisyphus of, of raw onions. <laughs> Rolling them up a hill. Yeah. Well, Jason, I don't know if anybody beats this. No, when, and no one will relate to this at all. Oh, no, but that's the beauty of this. It only makes sense yeah. to, to, to the individual. And just barely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you, I, I'm with you, though. That's the yeah, brass. Okay, the brass thing is you, you, you now have tapped into something with that. I will not stop thinking about that. I'm very, I, I apologize. And I hope you have a wonderful evening and a good show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Bye. Right, happy. Happy. I don't know what happy. Happy. So, uh, the phone number 201 that's the number tonight. We're talking about all sorts of stuff. Uh, fun night. Fun night ahead of us. Let me just do this one thing. Hold on. So, uh... Sharpling and Worcester live October 21st, New York City. Final uh, late show. There are literally, I think it's like 25 tickets available. It's about to sell out. It's about to sell out. Early show sold out right away. Late show still hanging on. I think it's literally, it's down to like 25 or so tickets. It's about to sell out. If you haven't gotten your ticket, get it. It's at the Murmur Theater, M-U-R-M-R-R -R -R Theater, Sharpling and Worcester Live in Brooklyn. The 20th anniversary show, Rock, Rotten, Rule, 20th anniversary extravaganza. Do not miss it. It's not. We're not touring it. We're not adding any more shows. We are where we are. And it is going to sell out. I don't want to hear people say, I couldn't get in. Who's good here, Mike? Two. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, to whom am I speaking? Um, You're speaking to Alyssa from Dumont. 
Alyssa? Mm-hmm. Did you say? Alyssa? Where Where were you calling from, Alyssa? I'm sorry. Um, I'm calling from Dumont. Dumont. What state is Dumont in? Uh, New Jersey. Ah, okay. Well, I don't know Dumont. Oh, um, it's in Bergen County. Okay. Pretty small place. Well, Alyssa, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. What's going on um, I actually had something for the topic. Oh, Lord. Stuck in <laughs> Dumont again. <laughs> so, what do you have for the topic for heaven and hell? Um, well, it's a little bit of both, and it's kind of like, um, so tonight I went on a double date, and, um, the two guys in our party are pretty carnivorous, and they thought, hey, it would be a great idea to go to one of those all-you-can-eat Korean barbecue places, mm-hmm. um, the type where you just kind of, like, select your own meat and cook it on the grill, and whatever leftovers you had, they'd charge you, like, a certain amount of money per pound if you didn't eat it. Sure. So you <laughs> had to eat everything. And I guess, like, my heaven was at the beginning of Korean barbecue when, you know, you have all the meat and the sides laid out in front of you, and you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is going to be great. We're going to eat all of this. And then my hell was right at the end when, you know, I took a little too much squid and, you know, everyone was sick of eating pork belly and we're stuffed and we're trying to, like, stuff as much meat as we could in our mouths as possible before, you know. Before you got to pay. Before you got to pay. Oh, yeah. So you loaded up on squid. I did. I really liked squid. In an effort to save money. Yeah. So you're jamming squid in your mouth. Mm-hmm. And what what is that the start of so that was hell for you to just be force feeding yourself squid in in an attempt to not have to pay for taking too much stuff at the Korean Definite. barbecue. Definitely. Do you have the squid sweats now? Yeah, I definitely have the squid sweats. <laughs> Are you just laying down like, oh, the squid sweats? I am in so much pain, Tom. Why did I do this? I can tell you why. You want to save a few bucks. Honestly, um, it's, I mean, it was kind of pricey to get into there in the first place. So I don't know if I'm really saving much. No, that's the whole thing. Like, they really couldn't have taken a look at your thing and just been like, all right, guys, don't worry. Just go. Like, yeah, I don't know. That sounds a little like how how are you supposed to stick that perfectly and be like, I selected exactly the amount of food I wanted, not too little, not too much. That's the thing. You don't. Of course not. Um, Nobody can do that. That's where they get you. That's where they that, get you on the on the stuff you got to Did you take stuff home? No. Oh, God. I mean, we can't in the first place, but even if we could, I don't think I could. So wait, so they charge you, but they don't let you take what they're charging you for? Oh, of course not. I, I mean, you you do have to cook the meat. And so you're that's the thing. You're cooking your own meat. Yeah, you're, you're paying for for anything you don't eat, but you can't take it. This sounds like a, a real crock to me. This place. Yeah. And now look, you're laying at home. Clutching your stomach in agony, 
mm-hmm. racked by the squid sweats. <laughs> the, your yeah. rest of your friends now, uh, nobody can even look each other in the eye because you, they, everybody saw each other at their worst shoving food in their mouth to save money. Yep. Like it's a like it's a, a dare, like the, like you're eating on a dare. I would say this, Alyssa. Mm-hmm. Stay away from the Korean barbecue. That's your hell. Oh, but the beginning is so good. I'm sure I it mean, was. I mean, it was by heaven. Nice, cold yeah. beer. Mm-hmm. Just sizzling meat. Yeah. Great. But yeah. the aftermath is... They got you. Yeah, now look at you. Yep. I'm with you. I got to say. I don't know what to tell you. You got to you got to go in with a strategy then next time. Definitely. You got to go in and say I'm barely I'm I'm eating this in Porsche. I'm eating so so I'm going to cook it, then I'll eat it, then I'll cook a little more, then I'll eat it. Mhm. Yeah. Well, it's a, I feel for you. Thanks, Tom. All right, you have a great night. You too. Night. Bye. Best show. Hi. Hi. Yes, hi, Tom. Uh it's Drennan. How's it going? It's going well. Drennan, this this is a guy who yep. used to call uh, a lot. This was a, this was a regular caller in the in different iterations of the show. And you've yes. uh, I welcome you back to the fold, Drennan. How are you? I'm well, Tom. Uh, I had a, I had a contribution for the topic. I think heaven and hell. What is it? Heaven and hell. Yeah. So when I was uh, it's it's kind it's kind of the first job I ever had. Uh, I thought it was like a really cool place to work. It was uh, this place called Mellow Mushroom in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and it was like uh, <clears throat> it's like a pizza place. But it was, I guess, it was started by some hippies probably in the seventies, and then it became a chain. Wait, hold and on. And they would deck. Oh, go ahead. Yep. A place called Mellow Mushroom. A pizza place called Mellow Mushroom was started by hippies. I think so. Okay, I'm just wrapping my head around that. Sure, so sure. Go ahead. So you um, you worked there. I was busting cables, and I thought it was so cool. They would, like, paint a little, it was like a little mushroom, Jim Morrison, and a little mushroom, you know, the Beatles, and a, and a little mushroom, Yellow Submarine, and they, they, were, they were mushrooms that were with the faces of, like, you know, 60s rock icons. Okay. And uh, it was the height of my interest in 60s rock, okay. uh, like class, classic rock. I was 15 getting into this stuff, and I thought it was a cool place to work. And all they played was, um, like, the Top 40 station. Uh, you know, every Friday and Saturday night when I'd be working, it would just be living La Vida Loca, like, three times an hour. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was, like, going to be such a cool, fun place to work. And uh, it was, um, I, I, could, I couldn't have been more mad about the music they played and how it betrayed the uh all the you know the old Jerry Garcia mushrooms all over the place because they're they're hyping it as if you're going to be you're yeah. looking at pictures of Jim Morrison as a mushroom and the Beatles as a, as mushrooms and mm-hmm. yet they're playing just you're you're hearing uh you're um, hearing uh Enrique but, Iglesias and uh yes and yeah. you're hearing uh who else uh some 41 All Star All Star was real popular okay. at the time I think some 41 was even a little too edgy for them. Sure. Okay. Yeah. It was, uh, and I, and I thought it was so stupid. And then the guy would just bust tables faster. 
Yeah, so that's your hell. Yeah, that was that was my hell, yeah. How was the pizza at least? No, it's really good. Yeah. They make their crust with honey. Is that the secret? I think that's the secret, yeah. Are you guys ordering pizza? You're welcome to order pizza if you want. You don't even have to. Jesse, you can order it every week. You don't need my permission to order pizza, guys. It's the, one of the perks of the, the best show. I know what I'm going to hear now, uh, uh, Drennan. Uh-huh. I'm a little tired of pizza. <laughs> hey, are you guys tired of pizza? Well, I'm a little tired of pizza. These two guys. That was- they're going to be going at it. They don't get, they go at it. They're like, they're like cats and dogs unless it's me they're getting on. Then suddenly they unite. It's funny how that works. Studio came in late. First thing Mike did when he noticed Studio wasn't there, he took his Doctor Who robe and his sonic screwdriver, threw it in the tr- garbage. He's like, if he doesn't notice it by the end of the show, it's getting thrown out. And then Dudio blew a gasket when he noticed his Doctor Who robe in the garbage. So, well, Drennan, I'm sorry your hell is uh, a pizzeria that plays all-star while you look at Mushroom Jim Morrison. Yeah, me too. You have a great night, bunny. Hey, th- so, So this is what happens. Me and Mike... And Pat, we go to see Roger Waters at the Prudential Center in New Jersey. We all go. And I go with Terry T., my wife. And we're sitting, uh, we're sitting, we have uh, floor seats. We got floor seats. And Mike and Pat, they're sitting uh, back uh, behind the floor. Good seats, though, still. Good seats. We're watching the show. It's a good show. They had a great time. You had a good time? Yeah. Look, did I pay for the tickets? Yeah, I did. Was I taking care of these guys? Yeah. Did they deserve it? Absolutely. Dudio couldn't make it. Well, I'll make it up to you, Dudio. I'll make it up to you, buddy. We'll figure something out, just me and you. Just me and you, Dudio. What's that? It would be better anyway if it was just me and Dudio. Yeah, I'm already regretting saying, saying that. So we're watching the show. And he's playing all the songs. He's playing uh, the Wish You Were Here. He's playing He's playing uh, the Dark Side of the Moon stuff and all the stuff. He fit some new songs in, which were good. Then there's an intermission. And slowly it starts. Then suddenly you hear it sounds like a police scanner going off. And he's playing with a big video screen behind him. Big screen. Really nice, uh, crazy graphics and all that stuff. So for the second half, 
like perpendicular to the stage, these two screens lower down that run the length of oh I thank you that run the length of the uh the arena perpendicularly, right? And then out between the two screens, there's a space between the two screens. There's one for one side of the room and one for the other. So it's everybody can see what's what. The smokestacks rise out. Yes, smokestacks. And it replicates the animals cover. And it's bonkers at that point. Then they do dogs from, from animals. Then they did pigs, three different ones. And it's a, a Trump fest. And look, I can't stand this guy. This guy's the worst. The worst. It's the worst by a hundred miles. But even at the end of that, I was like, "Oh, my head hurts." It's exhausted. I get it. We all hate him. We all hate him. Maybe you could have synced the Trump uh, thing to a shorter song. You have to do it to a fourteen-minute song. Couldn't sync that up with Great Gig in the Sky. I could have done that. Sync Great Gig in the Sky. And look, a long time ago on the show, I know people, I thought you didn't like Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, look, I made fun of it. You know what? I gotta say, you grow up. I'm I'm trying in my life to not just make fun of things just to make fun of them. It's something I'm working on. I'm trying. You try to not just reflexively make fun of things. To just irk people. And I still do it. I know I still do it. But I try not to. I try. If I like something, I want to like it, which is, I'm going to work on this uh, Lou Reed podcast. I got the book. I'm trying to finish this other book. I'm reading this book about the PTL, the Jim Baker uh, organization. It's a book called PTL, The Rise and Fall of Jim and Tammy Faye Baker's Evangelical Empire. It's a really good book. And Mike, I'm going to read a sentence that's in this book. It's maybe the craziest sentence I've ever read in any book. It's about a preacher, an an evangelist that uh, Jessica Hahn had seen uh, through through her life, this creep. Um, his name was uh, John Wesley Fletcher. Two sentences. First sentence gives some context. Second sentence, craziest sentence I've ever heard. The eighth of ten children... Fletcher was born in 1940 in Durham, North Carolina, where his father worked in a tobacco plant. Okay. Here's the sentence. No one can ever top this sentence. He dropped out of high school at 21 after repeating both the ninth and 10th grades and took a job at a funeral home 
while moonlighting as a party clown. That's the greatest sentence I've ever heard. He dropped out of high school at 21 after repeating both the ninth and 10th grades and took a job at a funeral home while moonlighting as a party clown. Let that sink in. Funeral home, party clown, high school at 21. You talk about a sentence getting a lot done. So then look, so we see the show, it's great, it ends on a note, does the songs from Dark Side of the Moon, and you the, the prism from the cover goes up, and then the, then the light comes down, it's very, it affected me on a level. Yeah, so look, I want to do this Lou Reed podcast, that's going to happen, the Lou Reed Adam Sandler podcast is going to happen. I finish this book, then I read this new Lou Reed book, I'll be up to date on info, then we start it. But I want to do another podcast, Mike, another special one every once in a while. 100% positive. Just talking about things you love. Just positive. No arguing. No, no, uh, this stinks and this is, you tell, you love it, you talk about it. What do you think about that? So. Yeah, so I, I, I did this thing. I said, "Darks on the Moon sucks." And it's like, look, I like it. I, I liked it when I was a kid. Maybe I was did it was out, not into it at one point. I'm back into it. Whatever. Neither here nor there. We're leaving the show, and look, and then I see the pig floats around the room, and then I get these pictures. Pat sending me pictures of Mike staring at the pig, flying around the room. Now we're leaving. And everybody's leaving at the same time as you do at an arena show. And then Mike and Pat are where they are. And uh, I'm leaving with Terry. And we're, uh, I'm, we're, I'm holding her arm because she had hurt her foot. And I just, I'm just trying to make sure she doesn't fall or anything. Or nobody steps on her foot or anything. She doesn't need to re-injure it. We're walking along. Leaving the arena. And this guy, this, uh, I'm trying to think what he looked, what would be a good way to say what he looked like? He looked like, uh, he looked like that, uh, John DeBella. Remember that DJ, John DeBella? He looked like that guy. Like one of those guys with a bald head and, uh, like that broom, broom handle, like that mustache that's like a broom handle. Looks like he would, he would be in a barbershop quartet. This guy. He, um, like, uh, Terry's ahead of me and I'm holding on. And then, like, our arms are, like, stretched next to him. Not even touching him, next to him. He goes, oh, well, watch it. He goes, don't you touch me. Don't you touch me. And then Terry goes, yeah, I hurt my foot. I'm just trying to hold on uh, to make sure. He goes, I don't, you just watch where you're going. You don't touch me. He goes, look, I'm a New York policeman. First of all, we're in New Jersey, so whoop-de-doo. What are you going to do? I'm a New York policeman. So Terry says the greatest thing I ever heard to him. She goes, oh, yeah, why don't you effing arrest me then?
disempowered him. And then his friend, he starts to yell, no, don't you tell me, girl. I'm not here to do that, girl. And his friend kind of like, like kind of sweeps him away. What a bully. You creep. Not doing any, you know, not doing the police any favors. You start throwing that around at a rock concert. Look, rock's a, not exactly a rock concert. Whatever. Special effects concert set to rock, set to the slow, slow music of Roger Waters. That's some slow music, man. There's not one fast song that entire night. Yeah, one of these days. It's from 1971, Mike. That's that's a mid-tempo song. Yeah, so we leave this cop. Come on, come on. You're a cop. First of all, this guy might not have been a cop. Who knows? But just don't, if you, if he is, then that's not, that's not how you, that's what it makes, it makes people hate cops, is that attitude. That just, that just primes a pump for worse stuff, you dunce. Should have slapped him on the head Benny Hill style, right? Give that cue ball a good tsh, right? So, then the next night, we go to I, I go to uh, to uh, WFMU's uh, performance performance space to see uh, a rock show. It's a, a, a giant dog, and then uh, then uh, the the what's that? The Jersey City High Five Band. What's it? What are they called? Rock and Roll High Five High Fives, which is like a family band. God, look, they were very good. God knows how they can put the whole family in a band. That would be four minutes with me. The whole band, me and my family. And I'm saying it for their hat. You think they want to see me holding a bass guitar, yelling at everybody? No! We go up! And then opening was uh, They Live, this band that uh, Pat burned. W, uh, not the... the the WFMU DJ, who he ended his, he did his final show this week, Pat Barnes. So he's, Prove It All Night is uh, now going to be a live show and a podcast, but it's not live on WFMU every Saturday night anymore. But congratulations on that, Pat. So They Live, which is his band based on the movie They Live. Great. They play. Always great. The songs are great. Then I see in the doorway of this venue, see Mike come in. Like, oh, Mike's here. Then just as quickly as I see him, he's not there. Then I see him like 15 minutes later, he's holding a bag. Ah, that's where Mike went. So we're watching the show. Mike's got some, uh, what does he have, Coors Light? He's got his uh, Coors Light. He's socking him away during the show. He's getting, he's feeling, he's feeling good. What'd you have, 12? 
He knocked back a 12-pack. He's... Giant Dog played greatest. This is the greatest band. They play. It's like a force of nature. They play. Mike's now leaning on the back, on the soundboard. Not on the soundboard, on the booth. He's holding it up. Like he wasn't wobbly. He's just, that's where he's watching. He could lean on it. He's back there with Joe Belock. It's like the cheap seats. Back of the room. So... Then we go eat, the whole crew, everybody goes and eats at the diner, and we're all having a good time. Then Mike's like, you give me a ride home? I'm like, yeah, of course, I'll give you a ride home. So I go to the diner, I pay for, again, I pay for Pat and Mike. I don't know why I'm saying it on the radio. Well, I do know why I'm saying it on the radio. I'm very clear reason why. I cover these guys. These are my guys. I cover them. You guys want to see Roger Waters? I got it. You guys want to eat at the diner? I got it. So I'm driving Mike home. I'm going to say this. He probably doesn't want me to say it. The whole ride, he was ripping duty out so bad. I'm telling you. He does not, he does not like this dynamic, Dudio. He feels you're, uh, he feels you should set the stuff up and then leave. And then you can come down and shut everything off. Back to the studio. He feels there's a vibe he's trying to set out there and that you go count, you run counter to it. Whatever. Neither here nor there. So I'm driving Mike back, pull in front of his place. Five, I mean, five minutes. He's trying to open the door. He said, where's the, 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 can't open the door. These fancy new cars, fancy new car, what? Not a fancy new car. You think I'm driving a, a, I'm I'm, like I'm driving some space mobile? No, it's that handle right there. Where is it? Where he's like pulling the hand, he's pulling the, the armrest. He's pulling every, the window thing, trying to open the door. Five, if it was a minute, if it was 10 seconds, it was five minutes. He's, Pulling on that thing, couldn't finally, I'm just like, it's right there, right there. Then he scoops up all his records, that he bought records, he's, he, he supports the scene, he bought, he had the records on back, on my back seat, scoops them up. Then, uh, then I get a call. Five minutes later. Hey Tom, it's Mike. I just want to let you know, I accidentally Picked up a can of Febreze off your back seat. It's like, wait, was a giant dog selling something that looked like Febreze? You, you accidentally, I looked at the, I looked at their merch. They had shirts and records. Nothing that was in a tube with a spray top. This guy, he, he took the, I know, stole is a strong word. Cause he called and owned up to it. He scooped up my, he's this can of Febreze. And I'm just like, just keep the Febreze. Just keep it. Keep it, Mike. Keep the Febreze. Bring it to the bar. I hey Tom, it's Mike. I accidentally took your can of Febreze off the back seat. 
when I picked up the record. How on earth could you get Febreze and you're, you're taking an album? What? It, it got balled up into his t-shirt. That's the sketchiest thing I ever heard in my life. Yeah, the Febreze just balled itself up into the t-shirt. Unbelievable. Mike, take 10 points off for that. But get this. Pat, Dudio, 40 points off for each of you for 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 forging the John Spencer autograph in the uh that's all Pat. So 40 points off for Pat. We got this a guest book and then Pat and and then none of them got John Spencer or Christina to sign it. Oh, that's right. 50 points off. Best show does not favor rats. Mike, that's a great point. 50 points off for ratting out Dudio for ratting out Pat. Dudio, another 50 points off for ratting out Mike for ratting out you for ratting out Pat. Are we done? Are we done ratting each other out? It's like the end of, uh, uh, the, the, uh, the departed out there. Right? Just more, there were more, there were less rats in Ratatouille than I have out there working on the show. It's like it's like a, a ratatouille con out there. Three rats all ratting each other out. Three 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 uh, three rats. But in all seriousness, it was it was fun seeing Pat and Mike all week. I wish studio you could have been a part of it. You were missed. You were getting ready for your big show, the big Bridge and Tunnel fifth anniversary show, which I heard was a. A huge success. Our people loved it. Congratulations on that. A good time was had by all. Hey Tom, it's Mike. I uh, accidentally took the can of Febreze with me. It had rolled itself into the shirt. You know how can you know Febreze does that? Mike, giving you thirty points for the Febreze story because it's good. It's good content. It's sick that you would steal a, a Febreze, but you you did the right thing. You did it for the air. Add thirty. In fact, you know, you get all the rat points. You get Dudio and Pat's rat points. What is that, a hundred? A hundred rat points go to you, Mike. But you have to mark those with an asterisk. With an R next to them. Is my friend Sabrina here? Well, why don't you bring her in, please? What's that now? She's eating. Okay, you, when she's done eating, come on in. You come in whenever you're ready. No, take your time. There's no rush. Best show. Hi. Well, hi, Tom. This is Sean in Chicago. Sean in Chicago. What's up, Sean? 
Hi, uh, not too much. I just had a story uh, for the topic. I'd love to hear it. Go ahead. Sure. So uh, basically what I would describe as my version of hell uh, is uh, a few years ago I had a, a very scary uh, medical situation where I had my wisdom teeth taken out and I had just like a really, really bad uh, infection, like throat oh. infection that came out of that somehow. Oh. Uh, and uh, I ended up in the ICU for like five days. Uh, and that would be... Uh, that was that would be my hell. So uh, literally, you had hell. This is not even like a theoretical. You you actually know what hell is for you. Yeah, yeah. That that would be it. Uh, I, I ended up having to have like like neck surgery. It was it was terrible. Neck was really... surgery. Yeah. Why? Yeah. <laughs> From the tooth stuff. Yeah, it was. I I, I don't know exactly. How it happened, uh, it was just like an infection that spread to my neck uh, after I had taken out. Yeah, it was really scary. Uh, I I think there was like a less than a 5% chance of that happening after you get your wisdom teeth taken out. Uh, (laughs) When I had had a kidney stone uh, a long time ago, everything the the doctor said to me, well... Everything that went wrong, that could have gone wrong, went wrong. Like, why are you being so cheery about it? I was in the hospital that's, for three days because of it. Uh, that's awful. That, that's kind of a, that's something I'm scared of, like a kidney stone. I hear that that's like the worst. Well, I passed it on the air. Or I didn't pass it on the air, it moved on the air, it showed up. Oh my God. And you can hear it. Remember, were you there that night, Mike? That was something else, huh? Suddenly, I just was racked with pain. But did I did I leave the show? No, I kept doing it. I put on a record, laid there for a little bit, then pulled it together wow. and kept doing the show. That's that's incredible. Uh, my gosh, I can't even imagine what that must feel like. Well, you, it's uh, trust me. I would hope you never have to uh, know what that was like. It was not good. Oof. All right, my friend. Thank you for the call. No problem. No problem, Tom. Best show, hi. Hi, Tom. This is Leslie, soon to be in Los Angeles. Leslie, soon to be in Los Angeles? I'm moving on Wednesday. And where are you moving from? Uh, From Ontario to beautiful Glendale. That's exciting. (laughs) It's exciting. What led to the move? What, uh, Leslie? Uh, my, my husband works in the animation, so we okay. keep going down for a new job. Yeah. So you'll be, uh, he'll be draw, drawing cartoons and whatnot. Yeah, that's exactly it. Can you say? You can't say which one, though, right? You can't say. I can't say what he will be working on, but he was working on Adventure Time. Ooh. <laughs> I know someone who did a voice on Adventure Time. I think I I might be talking to somebody who did Me? a voice on Adventure Time. <laughs> I'm gonna say this. God bless uh, Adventure Time, but you know what, man? The the Steven Universe did not win the Emmy on the weekend. It made me sick. Oh no! <laughs> made me sick. Well, now Adventure Time's been on for longer, so Steven Universe will will come around. Yeah, should have won this year. Sorry, Adventure Time. I love you, Adventure Time. Steven Universe should have won. Sick, sick to my stomach. 
Oh, but it's like a last lap thing. It's like when, like, Return of the King won the Oscar. I don't care. Last <laughs> lap, whatever. Hi, how are you? Why am I I'm well. How are you? Why? Oh, no, I was saying hi to Oh, uh, sorry. Don't worry. No, Leslie. Yes. What else, uh, what, what else led to this call tonight? What is, uh, what, uh, what's exciting that made you call? Well, I was hoping to make an addition to the don't tell somebody what celebrity they look like rule. Oh, that's for sure. (laughs) Why? What what celebrity? What celebrity? Did someone do this to you? Well, it wasn't wasn't telling me what I looked like. Mm -hmm. My husband, we were driving, and he suddenly got very thoughtful, and he said that he thought if he had a girl's name, it would be Laura. He thought if he had a girl's name. name, it would be Nora? Laura. Mora, like Mora Tierney, like Laura, like Laura Palmer. Okay. All right. So if so, and what? So if he thought of he said he said to you, if I had a girl's name, it would be Laura. Laura, and I thought that was really nice. That's a nice name. Mm-hmm. And then I made the mistake of asking, well, if I had a boy's name, what name would I have? And what did he say, Keith? He said, <laughs> no. He said I would make quote. A fascinating Lester. Le- so he just took Leslie and made it Lester? I think so. Even though Leslie can't be a boy's name. So he said you'd be a good Lester, a weird outdated name. A Lester, name. yeah. Like the worst possible name a person could have. Hey, I'm sure there's some Lesters out there who are so mad right now at you, Leslie, saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, people born in 1928 listening right now. Yes, a lot of they're shaking their uh, their uh, their their fists, balls. Yeah, their their bottles of Lysinopril. All right, take it easy with the, what are you? Uh, what is it? Logan's Run? You hate old people? I don't. I'm afraid of them, but I don't hate them. You're afraid of them? Why are you afraid of old yeah. people? They're not fast. Don't they remind they remind you of death? They remind me of death. You know what reminds me of death? Everything, every day. I open my eyes. Okay. I'm thinking about death. But you know what I say to myself? Whatever what? happens, happens. Bring it on. What am I going to do? Fight death? I crashed yeah. my car last year. You don't think on the that night when that deer jumped out on the highway, you don't think I saw death? I'm sure you did. Oh, I did. I should I should not be here from that accident. That was a bad I accident. I was really scared. How do you think I felt? I, I was in the car. You were in Ontario when it happened. <laughs> I looked out. My car was folded up like a, an accordion. Sick. That's the deer, worst. deer on the turnpike. Never saw it in my life. First time I ever see a deer on the turnpike. Not grazing on the side of the road. Where do I see him? In front of my car as I'm going over 70 miles an hour. Oh. Oof. Oh. Imagine. Oof. Imagine. Right? I, I think can. we all agree. Thank God Tom's still here, right? We all say <laughs> it at the same time. Right? Everyone. I say, it, I say, imagine if we lost Tom. Right, Mike? Look, Mike, you would have been, you would have, look, at some point Mike takes over the show. I know that. He takes over the show, takes over the legacy a book, My Friend Tom. My, it would be like my, like, it would be just like him, he starts to, pull a Bob Zamuda on the whole thing. Me and Tom wrote this thing. Me and Tom did this. I came into Tom and said, you should do vape triloquism. 
<laughs> you start to slowly take credit for the whole thing. But you know what? What do I care? The only thing I do is haunt them. I'd haunt them. Oh, right. <laughs> Mike, you know what you did. You know what you did, Mike. <laughs> Does that scare you, Mike? You know what else is scary, Mike? It. You know the best way to avoid it? It's just don't stick your face down a sewer. It can't bug you. Right? See a balloon coming off a sewer? You go the other way. What's he going to do? He's a weird sewer clown. I got to see that movie, It. I want to see it, too. That's my heaven and hell. It's movie theater related. It, well, what is it, Leslie? Let's hear it real quickly. Okay. The, the hell is um, just being stuck in the pre-show entertainment. Like, you think that the movie's going to come on, like, the next one. So, like, Maria Menounos is talking about <laughs> right. some television show, right? She's talking mm -hmm. about the new season of Suits. So, that's your hell, yeah. is being stuck in a movie theater during the pre, the, the, with the trailers and stuff? Yeah, and like, or like in Ontario, they do like what the new technology is. So like, they're telling you like what the new Nintendo game is. And every time this yeah. segment ends, you think the movie is going to start, but it's just a new commercial. Mm -hmm. You know, do you know if that's your hell? I'm going to say this, Leslie. What? I can fix your hell. Just go hang out in the lobby a little longer. Just keep sticking your head in every once in a while. Make sure they see when the thing starts. Throw your coat over a seat. Then when you see the, the <laughs> thing starting, then you come in. When you see the stuff doing video game ads. Look, this isn't a realistic hell. Okay. It's theoretical. Sure, fair enough. Yes, you're right. That's your hell. Fair enough. You're right. And what movie would be playing ultimately? What would be the to, to keep the hell going? What movie would play in hell for you? The movie that would play in hell? Yeah. Um, oh, God. Something like The Mask, probably. Which one? Jim Carrey, The Mask? Yeah, The Jim Carrey Mask, yeah. All right. Like, because there's the embarrassment factor, like, of knowing that I really liked it as a kid. Sure. But it's going to be So really you're telling now. me you're in the theater and you're watching The Mask and Cuban Pete comes on, you don't dance... In front of the screen. <laughs> when Cuban Pete starts playing. Uh, no. I guess I guess not, no. Alright, well. I'm gonna say this. Have a okay. great move. Thank and you. I look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you. Speaking of talking to him, I'm so excited. My friend. Yeah, I'm gonna say friend. Look, there's this band, A Giant Dog. It's the best band going. And there's this other band, Sweet Spirit. It's the only band that gives them a run for their money is this other band, Sweet Spirit. But here's the, here's the kicker with it. She's in both bands. How are you? It's my, Sabrina. Uh, yeah, it's Sabrina. I, I'm okay. I'm a little, a little shaken what? up because I, 
I didn't think we were here to talk about the band stuff. We I thought about we were, whatever we want. Yeah, I was. I wanted to type um, my film that I'm working Your on. Your film? Yeah, it's so strange um, that uh, your caller, uh, what she had to say, really yeah. foreshadowed what's going on with me creatively because okay. um, that's why I got excited over okay. here. Uh, I've been working on a screenplay called Fascinating Lester. Fascinating Lester. Mm, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. And what can you tell us what Fascinating Lester is about? It's pretty much about whatever Chasing Amy's about. Okay. But it's a, um, a the character's named Lester. Lester. It's a dog named Lester. Uh, okay, it's a dog. So instead you of said a dog. A, I was rolling with it because. Uh, I said a dog. This is a. Uh, this always happens. Don't I worry. I really thought I heard you say. A dog when uh-huh. I was uh-huh. um, talking about Lester. And sure. the, this is reminding me of like nine years ago when um, I heard Andrew mumbling and I, I thought he said a dog. And we uh, ended up naming our band that, A Giant Dog. A Giant Dog, because you thought he said something about a dog. Yeah. And it turned out, what was he actually saying? Do you know? Uh, can I say it on air? Uh, is there toilet language? Just do the first letter of it. I'm uh, so, vagina. Okay. Vagina dog okay. is what I think he mm-hmm. meant. Okay. Not as good of a, a band name, I'm going to say. I like a giant dog better. I might not have gotten on the tr- the train if that was the band name. And I'm going to say this. A lot of people might not have. That's a polarizing name. So you made the right call. Your subconscious twisted that god knows why he was saying that he's going to to get on the train uh-huh. okay but you ended up in the right place it's funny how those things happen and here you are nine years later four albums later right mm-hmm. four full-length albums four four and an ep in there also right mm-hmm. and this new album is called toy toy and I'm going to say this. This album you put out last year, Pile, is one of the best albums I've ever heard in my life. And I'm like, this new album can't come any... Like, no offense, nothing's going to touch Pile. But this is like one and... It's like one and one A now. Like, who's in the lead? And I can, I can go back and forth now on it. It's great. How do you do it? Why is it like to be talented? Why am I not talented? When will I ever be talented? I'm not going to go down this road. This is not fun to listen to. Mike, you saw a giant dog the other night, right? What's the first word that comes to mind? Rockin'. Wow. Real, uh, real, uh, thanks Lester Bangs for that. Insightful rockin'. Rockin'. Incendiary! How about that, Mike? You try that on for size. Yeah, you're out of here. Mike, take 400 points off. No, take 40 off. We have a, we're, it's a points based system here. Do you ever tape what the 
the men's faces look like out there when you're talking about their points? No. Oh, it's beautiful. It's like watching the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yeah. You'll say, uh, you'll say, Mike, you get thirty points, mm-hmm. and you'll see Pat Byrne just leer. Yeah. Just leer, and he'll kind of turn a corner. Yeah. But as he turns, he'll pop his head around the corner just to get one last dirty glance yeah. at Mike. They don't like each other. This is the thing. They do, but when the points come in, mm-hmm. Tom, me, here's how it breaks so down. You're directly Mike playing them. Yeah. Oh no, I'm winding them. Mike hates studio. Mm-hmm. What do you need? You want me to turn it up? Yeah. Is that you? Is that better? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. Well. Yes? No, can you hear more? Yes? More or less? All I can hear is uh, Leslie's voice still. The The caller voice is so loud, and and we, we're just trapped. Okay. But is that turning your headphones up? Prisons of our mind. Oh, no. Here it is. This one. Oh, okay. There it is. Uh. Too loud? Let me out of here. Okay. Two them probably means too loud. No, Your that problem. one's pretty good. Is that good right there? More? More? That's yes? Good. That's Up? Good. Okay. Mike hates Dudio. Dudio hates Mike. Pat hates Mike and Dudio. Mike <laughs> likes Pat. Dudio likes Pat. Pat hates all of them, though. It's really, it's a very, it's a sick, it's like a sick, it's like a snake pit. The three of them out there. So, so, so you're banned. I'm sorry, but I think an What's alliance has actually formed, though, okay. between Mike and Dudio because when you docked points mm-hmm. earlier from Pat, okay. um, they chest bumped. Well, I'm so glad I'm in here if these two are chest bumping. God help me if I have to see these guys chest bump. <laughs> I don't. Let me say this first of all. Patreon.com. That's how you support the best show. This is the kind of programming you like. You gotta put your money where your mouth is. You go to patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the show. We don't have ads anymore. We do this. It's a, you give what you can. You give a dollar a month. That's, everything helps everybody October 1st. You give at different levels. You get different things. Everybody by October 1st is the, if you're giving $10 or more a month on October 1st, you will get a Friends of Tom Carter. We have not done them in years. A card. A membership card, everyone who's on the books as 10 or more a month gets a card. And we're going to mail them out, and you're going to get one, and it's going to be great. And if you want one, the only way you get one, patreon.com slash the best show. And now, but I'm joined in studio by Sabrina Ellis from Giant Dog and Sweet Spirit. Mm-hmm. So which band came first of the two? Because you had a third band in there. Bobby Jealousy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a Giant Dog's been around since uh, 2008. Okay. And then I had Bobby Jealousy for a couple years in there. And then I had Sweet Spirit for okay. the last three, maybe. Sure. And is it hard keeping, like when you're writing songs, because you and Andrew, you write songs together. Uh-huh. And is it, are you always like, oh, this one's the giant dog song? Mm, or something, do you not know sometimes? When we're writing, the songs kind of become what the, what they are and mm-hmm. it becomes apparent which band is going to use it. Like it tells you the song. What's that like? Uh, for instance, when we were writing Photograph, it mm-hmm. was a really poppy riff. Yeah. And I know both bands probably wanted to use it. Yeah. And, um, 
when I got to sit with the riff, mm-hmm. meaning when I got to sit on Andrew's couch. Yes. I only get to sit on his couch when we're writing. Okay. Otherwise, I don't get to sit down at all at his house. And um, Well, that, what, he doesn't let anybody sit down? Uh, you do a fair amount of leaning? It was just a conditioning thing for oh, me okay. to be able to, um, if I sit on the couch. Uh-huh. Then it's go time. Yeah. Songwriting time. You're not going to sit like on the couch. on a toilet. You sure. Know what to do. There you go. That's Mike. Wait, that's what am I going to not do? No, no, the that's for out. Mike. No, Mike likes, Mike likes any toilet thing. He's lo- Mike has loved the show for the last month when Andrew Dice Clay calls and goes on a tirade. Then you got John Spencer's throwing around words last week. Mike was, Mike is like Christmas morning for him. He came down and unwrapped a thing which curses. It's, it's, you think it was on the playground. So when you said toilet, he probably got a little, a little uh, giddy. A toilet is what I said as soon as I came in. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a commute here, so I didn't so you, find a toilet. Yeah. So and you just said toilet. I came in. I said toilet. Uh-huh. Uh, Pat Byrne bowed at the waist uh-huh. and directed me toward it. To, to, toward the. Uh, toward I knew the, what to do. Yes. But um, I thought that I was. Uh-huh. I, I, I was thinking. I. I want to pee and more, and then I did. <laughs> I peed and then okay. more. All right. Mike, you're welcome. So you don't lean, uh, you don't sit at Andrew's house so you, when it's songwriting time. You only That's when the only time you sit. Oh, and so we sat down uh-huh. to yeah. um, uh-huh. inspect the riff, a uh-huh. photograph. Yeah. And um, when the verses started and the, the words started to form, you're naked and the house is cold. The mirror says you're getting old. I want to see you with your sagging tits. It was about at that third line that mm-hmm. uh, we knew it would be a giant Who dog. Who it belonged song. to, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's great, and it's on the new album. Hold on one second, Sabrina. Besho, hi. Hey, Tom. How's it going? Oh, it's going well. Oh, I think I know this voice. Oh, God. I think no, you man. might. Oh, no. This is <laughs> Z. This is this guy Z Man who calls. He's this. He, oh, oh, Zman. 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 But it's there's a dash in there. You're missing. It's not Zman. It's Z Man. His he his name is Zach, but he calls himself Z Man, mm. which he he um he's a puppeteer. He uh, I heard uh, he just took an, an, an he went for he went to see Cal he went to California. I heard. That's true. So what's up, Z-Man? How are you doing? Well, that, that was what I was going to call about. What were you going to call about? The, the trip. We just got back a couple hours ago, and, uh, okay. you know, true to the topic, yeah. that was uh, quite heavenly, just being on a, a nice vacation with my little family and spending time with my brothers and their ladies. So hold on. It's uh, you and and your wife. Mm-hmm. And, and, little and your baby, the one who you showed the Warriors to when she was six months old. <laughs> the first thing you did was make her watch the Warriors. The first movie, baby's first movie, the Warriors. She's actually up right now because she's still in California. Time, would you like to talk to her? Sure. Can I? <laughs> yeah, let me let me get you on and see if she can say hi. Hi, baby. Penny, can you say hi, Tom? Hi, Tom. Hi, Penny. How are you? How are you, Penny? Are you happy? 
Uh, she's getting shy. She's just smiling at the phone. Look, you had a good time on the trip, Penny? Yeah, who'd you see at Disneyland? Mickey Mouse. Mickey yeah, Mouse. Mickey Mouse. That's exciting. Mickey Mouse bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anybody else? Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. Minnie Mouse. And did you see the Baseball Furies? <laughs> and when they were trying to get back from Coney Island, Penny, did when the Baseball <laughs> Furies were after the Warriors? Uh, she put her pacifier back in. Yeah. She put it in your mouth. You're the one who needs a pacifier <laughs> in your mouth. She, she has. This guy said, three for the Warriors, please. <laughs> Two adults, one infant. Six months old brings it was the Warriors. A Warriors child to the Warriors. Get together convention. We didn't yeah. actually watch the yeah. movie. Yeah. Does she put? Does she take like her baby bottle and put like three <laughs> baby bottles on her fingers and like clink them together? Does she drink a bottle and speak on the phone as well? Yeah, that's what I wanted. What's going on? Yeah, is she? This, is the, there an overlap in phone skill and bo- baby bottles? Because I'm just wondering for personal reasons. For personal reasons. I'm wondering how uh-huh. old a child can be and still yeah. drink out of a baby bottle. Yeah, how old? How, your your daughter's two now. She's two and a half. Yeah, She's two and a half. And does she drink from a a mug or a bottle? She uses like a, like a sippy cup, like with a straw, yeah, like built into cup. it. Okay. Does she ever get like a? Do you ever give her like birch beer in like a frosted mug? <laughs> no, no. Right now she's actually putting a Dasani bottle with the cap on in her mouth. Okay. So she's a very silly little girl. What went on on the trip? What else went on on your your exciting California adventure? Well, we all went to Disney. We had a lot of fun there, and then uh, yeah. part of the big draw that got us out there was we saw the Muppets at the Hollywood Bowl. The Muppets at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, and that was uh, that was what the Muppets were doing a live show at the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, it was, you know, basically back to basics, mm-hmm. Muppets doing classic Muppet things, not, you know, um, sure. on, a, on, a, on a modern sitcom talking about their Uber drivers and breaking the fourth wall, talking to the camera, So what did modern they do? family so, office style. So what was it? The Muppets are out there and they're doing what? They're doing songs and sketches oh. and some pre-filmed clips mm-hmm. and uh, stuff. And Bobby Moynihan was sort of like the guest star host. Mm-hmm. He was very good. Okay, so he's. So you and who, what were the Muppets? What were they talking about? This show. Look, uh, I gotta just, say, you're not exactly selling this. This show. It sounds like a, a flop. It sounds like <laughs> well, a, I'm just. I'm just starting like the basics. Bad. I mean, I, I thought it was wonderful, and um, some of the recent stuff I've you know not been yeah. honestly too keen yeah. on. Even so as the a big Muppets fan, were out, So who was out? Which Muppets were out there? Herbie. Basically, everyone you could uh, think of, the main stars, and they dragged out some ones that you haven't seen like in who? years, maybe decades. Like Herbie the Frog, was he there? <laughs> Kermit. Her- Kermit. Kermit the Frog. Okay, he was there? Yes, he was. Uh, who else was he there? He was his, his new performer. Were those old idiots there? The ones... <laughs> They were all pre-recorded. They they had they popped up on the screens here and there to uh-huh. chime in with their two cents. How about what's his face? The Muppet, the one from the movie, the one that uh, Jason Segel, the one uh, 
Walter. Walter did show up, yeah. He did. Did everybody boo when he showed up? <laughs> no, no. He wasn't in it that much, but. Now, uh, how weird is, and look, be, look, you love the Muppets. You know I, you know I'm on your side, buddy. On a scale mm-hmm. of one to ten, how weird was the crowd at this Muppet show? <laughs> weird? Um, I, I don't know. I didn't really pay too much attention to the crowd itself. I think it was a very varied crowd with, you know, Several generations represented, sure, uh, but they were all having a, a great time. Now, how many children were at this thing? Probably a bunch. Uh, you know, I think I think a good bunch of kids. Is that not you know, troubling to you in a way that, it, that, it, that you're saying probably a bunch of kids were at this Muppet thing? It's puppets. <laughs> it should be should be all kids. Well, you know, they've always the, the Muppets at their best have had that cross generational appeal. Mm-hmm. That yeah. Well, look, I, I'm glad you had a good time. I heard the show was yeah. a flop. The reviews really, were, I've, the I've reviews, seen rave reviews everywhere. Reviews were terrible. I read one thing that said worst show ever. Said the, the nail in the Muppets coffin, final nail oh, in no. the coffin. No, I'm making that up. I don't know what people. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Look, so you saw the Muppets. That's great. You got to see the Muppets do the thing, and then what were they just like behind a table or something? No, they actually did this sort of style, kind of like Avenue Q, uh-huh. where like the performers are right there, though they were kind of you know all wearing black and you know hiding as best they can. With maybe Avenue Q, weird, they were a little they're all obvious, like seventy but, years old. These guys doing the Muppets. Did you hear well, anybody now, like, go, oh, now there's only is they like got to move? Like is there like knees hurt? Like hey, it's me, Kermit the Frog. Well, now there's basically only one guy from the original Muppet Show generation left, and, and the others that? are like, he's Dave Golds, who's Gonzo, uh, and he's always been Gonzo. Okay. So he's he's like the last samurai uh, after this, um, this this whole debacle with the Kermit guy. Because they fired the guy who did Kermit because, what was he doing with Kermit now? Well, they they were saying, you know, behind the scenes he had, you know, uh, unprofessional business conduct and things like that. A little Muppet Yeah, I don't know what the whole truth is. You know, I've, I've heard community. both sides. Where do you get you the know, Muppet love? Where do you get the Muppet gossip? Uh, fan sites and, uh, you know, chatting with some of my fan friends and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, people who know people in that, you know, in the puppetry community who work with people that, uh, you know, I gotta get work in with on these this. professionals. I got to get in on this Muppet gossip. Send me some oh, oh some you Muppet might be interested in this then. What's that? I don't know. I don't know who it is or how truthful it is, but yeah. there's a Twitter a Twitter feed yeah. called Fleece Throat that's supposedly Fleece like throat. you know, like deep throat. Yeah. Uh but you know, it's spilling Muppets, all the like beans. Somebody's about spilling this the guy. beans on the Muppets. Yeah, it's saying you want the full truth on this guy and what went down, I'll tell you. Well, and he's talking all this stuff and you know. I'm going to check out. I don't, I don't, I don't know the whole truth of it, but you know, you might be interested. Well, li- listen to me, my friend. I'm glad you're home. I'm glad you had a great time. You, you should come down to the studio uh, sometime. Come down. Bring your puppet. This guy yeah, maybe, uh, maybe he Wally. can meet, maybe Wally can meet Billy. He does a puppet called Wally Wacky Man, who's this purple thing he made that, uh, talks in like a real what would you call the voice well you know he's sort of exaggerated kind of like old jewish person mm-hmm. voice 
Yeah. That was the inspiration, mm-hmm. kind of. Now, you how know. do you say to the people who feel that Wally Wacky Man is anti-Semitic? Well, uh, I think that's further from the stories? truth. He embraces, how do you... you know, Judaism and, and he has pride, uh, just like I do. And, and, you know, being Jewish, you know, you don't find many Jewish puppets. They all have their, you know, Christmas specials and things like that. So uh, he's representing uh, the tribe, as they say. Because oh, I, I, I hear Sabrina, I don't want to be ignoring no your guests. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, this is like, I wonder if you have other guests who feel as awkward as I do or if I'm just like a super awkward person. Don't worry, you're fine. When I sit in a room listening to two people talk on the phone, I feel really strange. I'm (laughs) sorry. Don't worry. I'm doing fine. fine. You're fine. Yeah, I was going to uh, earlier, I was going to engage with your caller and say that Penny is years ahead of me because I chose to uh, give up the the baby bottle when I was six on the eve of my sixth birthday because uh-huh. my younger sister was two and uh, she was being weaned uh-huh. and I thought well I can't let her pass me up yeah so that was when I gave I made that decision on my own sure that's when the bottle you put the bottle down. I did I did but then you have to be careful because two years later um, my parents were in the airlines and they would travel a lot and uh-huh. I uh, I had a, a young woman about 18 would take care of me, um, sometimes for days at a time. It was so fun. And um, there was this really, this juice box that um, was behind these two, like, double doors that mm-hmm. would fold open. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was called Franzia. And I could access, like, f- sweet fruit juice whenever I wanted. And I discovered that when I was, like, about eight. So you got hooked on fruit juice then. <laughs> Yeah, well, I found access to my own fruit juice. To Franzia. I wouldn't say I was hooked. I was more of a sipper. Now, your daughter, Mm Z-Man, she drinks out of a sippy cup. She watches Mm -hmm. The Warriors on an endless loop, which is a movie that was pulled from theaters because it was too violent and incendiary at the time. Not to use the word incendiary again. It was promoting... Some thought it promoted gang violence. You chose to make it the first movie your daughter saw. Some might, some might question that judgment. I think it sounds like a sound decision. You taught her about gang violence and stabbing on subways and beating people, chasing people with bats. I think it was a great message for an infant to get as the, as their first movie. What's the next what movie you're playing next? Gummo? Is that going to be the second movie? <laughs> she sees. What are you going to do? Uh, d- d- what are you going to do? Strozik next? Benny's video. Benny? What's Happiness, Benny's video? Maybe. It's, a, it's like a German film about this little boy who... Um, it's a really sad film. Okay. It's interesting, though. He accidentally commits a murder, and then the parents uh-huh. have to cover it up. Okay. They have to. Benny's have to. video. Mike's writing Benny's video down right now. <laughs> not, yeah. Yeah. Not, not Penny. Penny. Not, not Penny's, Penny's video. video. No, no. Z-Man, you know I love you. You have a great night. Welcome back. You too. Thanks so much, Tom. And nice talk. He showed the Warriors, too. He brought his daughter to a screening of the Warriors in a park. That's beautiful. Six months old. It's like a gang movie. Yeah, but she won't understand the... The gang dynamics. Oh, no. She she'll, paints her face now like, yeah, she'll like just a baseball I was going to say, she would just take away the fashion, the yeah. visuals, probably yeah. latch on to She the, chases him around the house with a bat costumes. now. Costumes. <laughs>
Good. She chases her father around with a bat. He's scared. <laughs> He's scared of his own kid. Mike? Three weeks before he can call in again. All right? Write that down. It's the best show. I'm here with Sabrina from A Giant Dog. Sweet Spirit, you're playing tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm do, we're doing the show tonight so I can see the show tomorrow. That's not why. It is. No, it's not why. Why would it? What else do you think I'm doing? Well, you said something like, oh, it's just, it happens, time is an arc, and people are just now that animals. Was, that's True Detective. I think you were watching True Detective. That's not something I was saying. That's something Matthew McConaughey was saying on True Detective. You, uh, you took two paper towels and you like ripped a hole through uh-huh. both of them at the same time to this, show me that Monday and Tuesday were one and the same as first. This podcast. sounds like true. Maybe season two of True Detective. I'm not sure what you're talking about. I said I want to see the show. A giant dog. I love Simon Doom. I love, and they're both on the bill. And it's Simon. He's telling me, yeah, we're doing a show. You should come check it out. I'm like, yeah, it's on a Tuesday. He's like, whoops. And I'm just like, I, this is a show I would have dreamt. So that's why we're here yeah, Actually, any time we play a Tuesday is pretty bad luck. Nobody ever comes because they're listening to your show. Oh, that's not true. No, it's true. I mean, I'll, um, I'll see about, I don't know, 60 people um, sitting in their cars with their headphones on, uh-huh. laughing. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes Outside of the Sometimes they'll start throwing staplers and stuff around sure. the car. I don't know what y'all get into. Well, I encourage audience participation. It's like Rocky Horror. I always say when, when certain things happen, get your stapler out and start throwing it around your car. <laughs> it's time. It's like throwing rice at Rocky Horror. Have you ever seen Rocky Horror Picture Show in a theater? Uh-huh. And then people, like, throw stuff? Yeah, they threw me. They threw you. Yeah. Okay. They thought that I was the they rice. Thought you were rice. Then they they threw you. Yeah, I never I never who, went who, back. Who's they? Oh, uh, well, actually, the the time I saw Rocky Horror Picture uh-huh. Show in theater was a it was an event for my initiation into the uh, NYU Tisch School of the Arts. Okay. And they. Uh huh. That's probably why they threw me. They tore me apart limb to limb. So you were, you were, it, I didn't realize Tish, the Tish School for the Arts was some sort of gang they ritual. They used me to slap around other students. Okay. They, so they used you as a weapon. They used me the way Penny uses the bat. <laughs> hey, Mike. Think of a better description for a giant dog. You have, there's 600 points in the balance. Either way. Could swing either way. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. Hi, Sabrina. Hi. Hi. Um, this is Domenica from Shoreline. I called a few months ago. I'm calling again. Domerica? Uh, Domenica. Domenica. How are you, Domenica? I'm all right. How are you? I'm good. Where's Shoreline again? Oh, it's just north of Seattle. It's a suburbs. Okay. There's nothing really exciting about it. Just, uh, sure there is. Right? Actually, giant, yeah, there kind of is. <laughs> giant Eddie Vedder statue, right? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, definitely a prominent part of the shoreline thing. Is the Eddie Vedder, it's, this, it's his face from the Jeremy video, scowling <laughs> 
over the entire <laughs> city of Shoreline. What's going yeah. on tonight, uh, Domenica? Uh, yeah, um, so I had, I had one for the topic, yeah. um, about heaven and hell. Yes. Um, it's movie theater related too. Okay. Come up a few times in the show. All right. Um, we're creating the right. heaven and hell where you, you list, you build your heaven or hell. That's what we're doing. So what is yours? Well, this is, um, this story is about hell specifically or what I would consider hell. Um, okay. in the sense that I really have a thing about kind of PDA, um, public displays of affection sure. and like movie theater etiquette. Okay. So it was like those two things combined. So, um, that new Star Wars movie came out a few months ago. Rogue One, I think that's what it was called. And, uh, so me and my husband went to this, um, it's kind of like an Alamo Draft House style okay. movie theater. It has food and drinks. And what's um, it called? Oh, Cinnabar. Yeah. I've been, I went to the, it's in, it's in Seattle, right? Yeah. Um, kind of the Elling areas. Well, well, what theater in, did I, so I went to the Cinerama in Seattle. Is that what I did? Central Cinema is the one that has food and drink. And then Cinerama is the giant one that yes. has like, they project things in like 70 millimeter and stuff. That's what I did. Cause I had to kill time before I could get into my hotel room. So I saw the accountant at the, the Cinerama and I ate this giant bag of chocolate popcorn and I wanted to throw up and mm-hmm. I fell asleep during the movie. Cause I was tired. I did like a 6am flight. And I had nowhere to go, so I sat in a movie theater and then fell asleep, sick to my stomach from the only thing I ate was chocolate popcorn, rolling my suitcase yeah, have- around Seattle <laughs> and then eating chocolate popcorn. It's the only meal I had that day. It was not a, not what a well, I did not about? time. Oh, it was a, a movie where Ben Affleck plays an accountant who's also a, a, a hitman. No. That's Why all you did need. you fall asleep in that? Because I was super, I don't know, I had slept one hour and the movie was not good. That it kind of added up to being a nice little sleeping pill for me. I'm going to make a movie called The HR Guy. It's going to be about yeah. an HR guy and he's played by Ben Affleck. But, so Ben and, Affleck. Uh, but he, you he loved him in the account. As a, as a, Pimp, but like a Robin Hood, Robin Hood sort of. Okay. I said Robin Hood. <laughs> you Robin did say Hoor. it twice, actually. You actually did say it a second time. It was even worse than if you always said it the one time and then just kept rolling. Sexier the second time around. Mike, I hear him laughing. I'm going to tell you. was the stapler getting thrown gonna, on yeah, the ground? You're going to be his favorite guest. I think he sees. Who's your favorite guest, Mike? Favorite guest. Yeah, that's what I said. He said his favorite guest is what, favorite is, guest. What is he? What is he? Uh, is this Ed, the Karnak? Ed McMahon? Favorite guest. All right. You think about it, Mike. Jell-O Man. Kurt Vile's brother. I enjoyed Jell-O Man as well. That was... Yeah. Uh, oh, he's great. I tried to get Andrew to come and be my Jell-O Man sort mm-hmm. of tonight, but... Uh, uh-huh. But he wouldn't be your Jell-O Man. Yeah. He said... 
No Jello. So you'd be Kurt Vile, and he'd be Andrew, your cohort mm-hmm. and partner in these ba- in in this sweet spirit, and a giant dog would be your Jello My shop Jell-O maker. Mm-hmm. So you're in the theater. Mm-hmm. You're and you. What 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 happened when you were at the the theater Rich that was one. driving you nuts? Well. There were only a few people there, mm-hmm. um, like maybe six in the entire theater. Okay. You know, it was maybe a month after the movie came out. So you're seeing so Rogue One. We, Rouge we sat one. down yes. and kind of like near the front, and we were mm-hmm. like, we had the whole aisle to ourselves because it was almost empty. This other couple came down, sat in the same aisle, maybe like four seats away from me, something like that. And they were just kind of being like, normally obnoxious for a while, like, laughing super loudly at, like, really dumb stuff, mm-hmm. and and then they were, like, talk, like, during the movie itself, like, anytime there was dialogue, they would just start talking, okay. like, at, but anyway, so, at some point, all of a sudden, I heard this, like, weird rustling sound, and I noticed they were both, like, lovingly caressing each other on the back in the same, like, circular motion, oh. like, in rhythm, <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. And mind you, this isn't the kind of theater where you can just move because it's assigned seats and you order food. So I was like, Uh okay, that's kind of annoying. You're waiting for your fish and chips to come out. Yeah. Well, like, I ordered a cocktail. I I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why I did that. So you got, so you're waiting. Yeah. So now you're watching them give each other back rubs. Mm hmm. and, And talk during the movie and laugh at the wrong spots. Yeah, they were, like, it was just, like, any single time there wasn't, like, an action sequence, uh-huh. which is, like... And they would rub each other's backs. Uh-huh. But it got worse. Okay, keep um, going. All of a sudden, I don't know what drew it to my attention, uh-huh. but is... all of a sudden I looked to my left, mm-hmm. and I saw a foot. And the foot was out, and the boyfriend was rubbing it, or whatever, the guy. So he's giving so her... Foot massage. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Keep going. This is not great. That was it. But I looked at them. I was like, I put my hands up. I'm like, what are you doing? And they just looked at me like, uh-huh. like just like owls in a forest or something. Just like, okay. Like quizzically. Yeah. But, and then just kind of looked back. Like they didn't, they didn't, it didn't make any sense to them. Like yeah. what I was saying or why I was gesticulating. And he kept giving her a foot massage. Yeah. During the movie. Yes. Yeah. That's what would make anybody think he'd do that in a public thing. He's like <sighs> foot rub. It'd be better if you said they were, look, if they, you said they were, I thought you were going to say they were smooching and that was driving you up the wall. Oh no, no. I mean that, I at least that's kind of like somewhat it could be expected a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's sure. like a thing that is known sure. to happen in a movie theater. Yes, exactly. But a barefoot rub. Yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to say they were necking, as they would say in American graffiti, <laughs> right? When they would say we're going to go to the thing and neck. We're going to neck at the thing together on each other's like lovers lane. Yes, we're going to go to lovers lane and neck. But you're they're doing foot rubs during a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I want to neck your feet. <laughs> Dad, sounds like one of your lyrics, actually. Actually, I think you're you start just started writing the new album. You know when you're 
giving your girlfriend a foot rub, the devil is holding your hands. There you go. See? Just remember that. Say that to them next time you're in a theater, next next Star Wars prequel or whatever, and then you see someone giving a foot rub. Say what Sabrina yeah. said to them. And tell them that they have sweet knees. Say, you have sweet little knees. Uh-huh. So you're really trying to... Just make sure it won't happen to again. You're making them regret their own actions. Say, hey, you show-offs showing me those sweet little knees... In the in the glow of the silver uh-huh. screen, what are you doing to this girl over here? Uh huh. I have to hear you talk about. Oh, I like the lipstick shade they chose. I like that they used unknowns in Rouge One, and then I have to see your your knees come out. There that's what go. I would have. That's, that's just what I would have done. And that's that's or, that's what Sabrina would say at the Austin Alamo Draft House. If you're right, is that what you'd say? Mm, yeah, no? they yeah. have a recording of um, me in an altercation very similar to this, except uh-huh. I, um, yeah, I I was rubbing my own feet. I was at the movie alone. <laughs> All right, I'm going to say goodnight to you. Thank you for the call. Bye. So. Is it so sad always when they have to say goodbye? They're like, they don't, they're like, bye. That's fine. I feel sad. Like, I want to keep them all Mm -hmm. on the phone. Yeah, you know what that would be called? Not a good show. I got to control this thing. I got to keep these calls moving. It would be like if you were doing a phone. Your songs are three and a half minutes long. You know when to get in and when to get out. Whatever, you know, you're not doing a 40 minute version of, uh, of, uh, of, of, uh, of, uh, 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 Disney. Not yet. No, I mean, um, my Jello man won't let me. Uh huh. He won't. Your Jello man. If I could have man. my way, mm-hmm. I so, think we would just make all the songs into a medley. Um, mm-hmm. All the hit songs like Weezer does. Sure, just power get through. Get them out of the way. Get the hits out of the way. Mm, and then I could use the rest of the set time to um, do some of my hip hop. Yeah. Stuff. Spread out. Yeah. Jam. Best show. Hi. Hi, Tom. How you doing? I'm well. You're here with me and Sabrina. Hi, Sabrina. I'm here, too. What's going on? Right. To whom am I speaking? Not much. Uh, sorry, this is Little Boy Tom in Brooklyn. Oh, boy. Little Boy Tom. All right, Little Wait, Boy. So it's actually you, but in the past, calling? I had No, I my, name, my name's Tommy, and Tom told me to start going by Little Boy Tom a few weeks ago when I called in. Oh, I missed okay. that one. I'm sorry. I don't remember it either. He could be making this up. <laughs> I thought you were like, hi, I'm little boy version of you, could Tom. You imagine? Oh. Calling from your childhood home. That poor home. kid. I would tell that kid to, uh, to uh, I would, you know, people, uh, if, if you called as me from the past, I'd be like, all right, go get a piece of, go get a notebook. I'm going to start dictating some things that we're not going to do. Some <laughs> roads we're not going to go down. It's going to take a while. I'm going to write the ship with you, young version of myself. Let's fix it tonight. Young virgin Tom. And then suddenly I would change in the studio. Suddenly I wouldn't be, I'd be like, what am I doing in this dumb studio? I'm different. <laughs> I'm supposed to be Nick Cage Yeah. right now. Exactly. I'd be on the set of Face Off 2. Oh, don't. 
I'm going to take my face off. Remember when he said that? I need his face. Take his face and put it on my face. I'm going to take my face off. (coughs) I remember the theater I went. Oh, so that's what he means. (laughs) <laughs> like, if I could go back in time, I would do that in the theater where he did that. Oh, so that's why it's called Face Off. And everybody would appreciate, like, everybody would, like, be annoyed in the moment. But then, like, five years later, they'd be like, the funniest thing happened when I saw Like, I would be give, I would be maximizing people's version of Face and Off. Like, Nick Cage was in yeah. the theater. You should have seen. Watching the premiere. And he said at, the, <laughs> yelled at out. that moment, he goes, yeah. oh, that's why they called it Face Off. Yeah, that's why the movie I was in was called Face Off. I get it now. Good night, everybody. I'll be in the lobby <laughs> signing autographs. <laughs> so... What's going on, little boy? See, that's making you me uncomfortable. Like it. You I, love I don't. I don't like the word little. I don't like the word boy. And I'm not crazy about Tom either. Hello, hello little boy Tom. Can I just be Tommy again? Is that fine? Was it little boy Tommy? No, you called this Tommy, and I didn't like that. That was it. Yeah. Yeah, because you're you're an adult. You've got to drop tiny, Tommy. Tiny Tommy. Yeah. Is there a third I way? What could I? What's a better option? Look, let's keep moving. What do you What do you want? I just called. I had one for the topic for heaven and hell. Okay, what do you have? So I was I was at a movie. I was seeing it. How did these uh, all end up being about movies? Somehow, <laughs> somehow the thing got so narrow. Everybody's like, "Well, when I saw this movie, it was really no- like it was meant to be about anything." Everybody started making it about movie theaters. So go ahead. So you. So what happened was I, I was sitting on an aisle because I often have to go to the bathroom during a movie, but then. uh a, a group of teens just sat on the stairs right next to me what for, the, movie? for the duration of the what, movie. What movie were you seeing? Uh, it. Oh, so this just happened? Yes, yeah, yeah, it was on Friday. So you're seeing It. You got an aisle seat because you you have a, 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 a bladder the size of a thimble. Exactly. And you have to run back and forth up and down the aisle. Go ahead. Sorry, were you Let's trying to say it. symbol? So, yeah, no, so I it's not trying to say symbol. Thimble. I now no see why you would say that, actually. Sat down now all I can hear is symbol when I say it. sounds like I'm saying. I'm here to ruin your mind. The thighs of a thimble. So you, <laughs> so I, some kids sit I in the, why are they sitting in the aisle? How's that because allowed? The, the only seats left were in the front row, and I think they wanted to sit in the back. So they mm-hmm. just camped out. And, I, yeah, I wasn't going to, I was kind of hoping an usher would come up mm-hmm. but i wasn't gonna go go yeah i'm not that yeah. Old, but yeah, you're not that much of a rat you're right. not a rat like these three out there were they reflexologists exactly. any of the teens <laughs> How, what do you were mean? they giving each other foot rubs okay were they no no foot they... rubs okay so you're sitting you're kind of trapped now though yeah so then i did at one point have to go to the bathroom and then they've all like uh two of them had their phones on the stairs it was just this huge production uh, for me to go to the bathroom, which uh, was the whole thing I was trying to avoid. Yeah. In the aisle, you know? uh-huh. So I think it. my hell is I'm in like the middle of a row, yeah. and I have to go to the bathroom, uh-huh. and I keep walking yeah. towards the bathroom, but the aisle just never ends. Mm-hmm. So you'd go, so it would be an endless thing of you, excuse me, sorry, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, just sorry. scooching, and it's the sorry. worst feeling in the world. Excuse me. And you have to go to the boys' room, and you're like, and now you're just like you're blocking everyone's view, and you're being a, a trouble. You're being a nuisance. I'm a nuisance. Yeah. yeah. 
Are you scared of being a nuisance? Does that scare you, drawing attention to yourself? Do you try to move through life being not noticed? Yeah, I physically tense up so much when I'm, like, impeding someone in any way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so now all of a sudden, these kids who are sitting in the aisle, not where they're supposed to be sitting, Mm -hmm. sit in the aisle. What is this? This What is this? Woodstock? (laughs) Sit wherever you want. You go to the thing, you sit in a seat. If there's no seats, Amen. come back to another show. So you now are you're trapped by them. You got to step over their phones, and now you're you have to go to the to the toity, and you're like, I have to go to the toity. Please excuse me. Excuse, Sorry. excuse me. Yeah. 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 I don't have to tell you, buddy. <laughs> oh, I'm in hell. What? That is hell. That's what is this? Oh, Mike has a word. This is the word. Well, why don't you stay here for this? This is the word that describes. Because Mike saw a giant dog. He, you were totally into it. You liked the show, right? Oh, yeah. I really enjoyed it. And this word means wait, wait, very wait. enjoyable and exciting. Give me a second. Okay. But... <laughs> it, it, look it up. I don't have to look it up. You don't like the word? Should I come up with another you're, one? You're... I'm ending the show. Tonight's the final episode of the show. It's pretty. Pat ended his show on Saturday. Surprise ending of the best show. Um, yeah. You get you get your you get your jollies now, isn't it? You like how I folded it? Oh no, and I like the exclamation point also. It's, it's great. Show me, don't say it. All right. Oh, I'm glad you didn't say that, actually. Yes. Thank you. It's pretty yeah. hard to... It, mean, yeah. it means very enjoyable and exciting. Oh, Look it up. That's one of the Look it up. Look it up. It Look it up. Get out of here. I don't think that teeny tiny Tommy can handle yeah. uh, this content. Through the paper at you, Mike. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, look. I don't, you, know, you, you know what, buddy? This is what I'm going to tell you. All right. You have just as much of a right to do what you do as anybody else does to do what they do. You're not being an actual bad person. Just do your stuff and don't uh, start don't just don't start, don't start attaching shame to it. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I'll, I'll, I'll use that going forward. I'm telling you this: if everybody would just cut themselves some slack, the world would be a better place. There's a certain type of person. There's a certain type of person they just steamroll everybody and do what they want. And they don't think twice mm-hmm. about anything. Then on the other side, there's these people who tiptoe around everybody, and they're scared they're ruining everything when nobody even notices what they're doing, and they're walking around in a the stomach's in a knot all the time because they're worried about rocking the boat. Nobody even notices. For sure. Yeah. Cut yourself some slack. I'm gonna put up a yeah. I'm gonna put a school. Thanks, buddy. Start teaching people. Like a school for scoundrels. I understand, though, that feeling that teenagers Mm -hmm. are just going to hurt you. That just doesn't go away for some people. Like you end up just being scared of teenagers. Mm -hmm. If you have have a rough enough time as a teen. You know the worst that a a teenager can be. Mm. And you're worried they're going to just get you. Because mm-hmm. there's like five of them and there's one of you. Yeah, they they spread the jacks all over the stairs of the theater. You try to the walk to the jacks. bathroom. You have a 
Yeah. Slippery, sure. Slippery yeah. fall down the stairs. Yeah. They're throwing the jacks. What is this? The, the blackboard jungle? They're throwing the jacks all over the stairs. Yeah, they're they're probably throwing jacks around. And you're gonna lose your pink slip. You lose your pink slip in the uh, race out on the highway. You're gonna lose your hot rod. <laughs> so, are you somebody who is off like off stage? Because on stage. You are just, you're going all, uh, pedal to the metal on stage. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the band is. It's everybody, that's one of the best things about a giant talk is that it's just songs are all there, but then you're performing them at the, at the, the super energetic, super exciting, but then off stage, you're more of a reserved person off stage, right? For the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Now, was that is that a weird a weird thing to become that person on stage, and then to have to go back to being a normal person uh, off stage? Um, it's I wouldn't say weird. It's 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 a glorious thing mm-hmm. to be a person who, for forty five minutes, can get the attention of everyone in the room. Mm-hmm. I know that I look good up there i look interesting and mm-hmm. uh i really couldn't stop myself from moving if i tried mm-hmm. i uh get to wear anything i could wear that i could wear your i could wear the vape life t-shirt that billy's wearing off of billy i could yeah. i could wear whatever i want i could wear billy uh and nothing else and uh-huh. i don't get to do any of the things i described i don't get to do those things throughout mm-hmm. the you know, 18 hours of a day, um, I don't get paid much attention to mm-hmm. uh, in the street. Uh, I don't uh, wear, just, uh, I don't dress. Yeah. I, you know, I, I am dressed citizen. like Kurt Vile. Like yeah. you said, I look like Kurt Vile and I agree. Well, no, I didn't say you looked like him. Yeah, I you said, said, oh, I thought Sabrina was coming. <laughs> yeah, I said, yes, I said, please let me welcome to the studio. Famed Kurt Vile look-alike, Sabrina. No, I said, you said it. You said that, that Andrew's like your Jello man. I yeah. wasn't even saying. Do you know how? Um, I don't know. I just know that I've always, you know, women always say that they they can't walk down the street without, mm-hmm. you know, somebody catcalling them. They cannot go into public without getting constantly harassed by men mm-hmm. about their looks. Sure. You know. Mm-hmm. I have never have experienced that problem. I'm always like, oh, that sounds awful. Uh-huh. I wonder what that's like to, I mean, it would, yeah, it'd be but awful nobody, to feel. It's, it's never happened to you that somebody's yeah. like yelled and screamed at you about, we should hang out in New York a little more <laughs> often, right? Or Bayonne. i tell you, Mike's from Bayonne, right? Have you ever been to Bayonne? Mm-mm. Good for you. The only people from Bayonne, the guy who did Game of Thrones grew up in Bayonne, George R.R. R. Martin. Mm. First thing he did was get out of Bayonne. The first thing he did. There's, uh, who else is from Bayonne? There's this guy from like an, a Modium AD commercial who was in Bayonne. He's like the second most famous. Who? A Polygrip commercial. So it's for make sure your dentures stay in. So these are the two most famous people. Chuck, yeah, it's the guy who fought Muhammad Ali. There's this guy, this guy, Chuck Wepner, who fought Muhammad Ali. 
knocked him down because he stepped on his foot. He basically tripped Muhammad Ali. That's why he fell. And he brags, he, he, I'm the guy who knocked Muhammad Ali down. He, he stepped on his foot. It's not, oh, it's not the same guy who needed the dentures. No, this is another another one of the, the bright lights of Bayonne is the guy from the Polygrip commercial. And then the guy who who wrote Game of Thrones who got out when he was... How old was it when he left? I want somebody... This is what I want to do. George R.R. R. Martin, the Bayonne years. <laughs> Mike? Get to it. Uh, polygrip. Um... Polygrip. I'm just brainstorming here. Uh, oh, uh-huh, are you polyamorous? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Try polygrip. And, um, because it will show people in a retirement community because you know that they're the most, um, yeah, they're, they're advanced. Sure. They're uh, having a good time. Yeah. And the, this, the, 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 uh, the, uh, yeah. community. And it'll show two, two, uh, two people in this community uh-huh. making eyes at each other yeah. across the way. Uh-huh. And one will take out her dentures and, and she'll, she'll, uh, uh-huh, she'll take him out. No, no, because you want him to stay in. Yes. Okay, so she'll do kind of a lewd gesture with her hands and her Sh- face. Sure. And the dentures, they won't move. And then somebody will respond to her across uh-huh. the way, but the dentures will kind of come out and run around like those chatter teeth, uh, toys. Okay, sure, sure. And then it will say like polyamorous question mark. Uh-huh. Try polygrip. I'm going to call someone. From Wyden and Kennedy, they do the all the Nike ads and they do all the the, the fancy commercials. Mm-hmm. This time next week, you'll have a corner office, mm. and you'll just be pitching these ads. And get that RR guy on the phone to direct yeah. because I I feel like he's headed in a sure a he's got he's got good the trajectory yes exactly let's get wise. George R. R. Martin will make his directorial debut. I'd like doing, to call it grr, doing grr the, the polygrip commercial at the senior citizen's home that promotes swinging. Look, I, I just you, think putting polygrip, okay, on the uh-huh. issues that affect the actual people who are going to use course. it. Of course. Like I'm a, I'm right there with you. I'm with you on this. Mike, let's make this happen. Let's get George R. R. Martin in that director's chair. Directing this polygrip commercial. Best show, hi. Hello? Hi, what are you singing a little song to yourself? What was that? <laughs> oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm trying to entertain my daughter. We just got done with uh, shower time. Say hi, Emily. Bye. Oh, she's a little over it. No, she How, loves the best show. How old is the best Emily? show all the time, right? How old mm-hmm. are you? Hi, Emily. How old yeah. are you? I'm eight years old. Okay, Emily. This is what I want you to do. First of all, take it, it, what what how what's your dad have a, a phone? Is he, are you on speakerphone right now? Yes. All right, pops. This is what, we're talking to Emily now, not you. Sorry. <laughs> now, Emily, what what grade are you in? You're eight. What's that? The third grade. Yes. And you just started school again. Mm-hmm. And how's that going? Uh, pretty good. It's good. You got to see all your friends again. Did you miss all your friends? Yes, they were in a different class last year. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so now you're back with your friends. Yep. And what's your favorite subject? Art and lunch. Art and lunch. 
I can La- teach that. Class. Yeah, you could teach lunch. Yeah. Yeah, I think I could teach lunch also. Lunch for the sake of lunch, actually. So lunch, you're good at lunch and you're good at art. Yes. You uh, have a career ahead of you, writing for television. So, um, Never for HBO. All right, Dad. No. Zip it. It's a lot of pressure yeah. saying not for HBO. Emily? Yes? What? Uh, when's your birthday? Uh, April 7th. April 7th. All right, so you got a ways to go, right? Yes. Yeah. This is what I want you to say to Dad. But tell him to turn on. Tell him to step away, and not listen. There. Say, say, Dad. Say, hey, Dad. Beat feet. Huh? Say, hey, Dad. Beat feet. Beat feet. Yeah. <laughs> say, hey, Dad. Beat feet. Hey, Dad, beat, beat. There you go. Now, this is what I want you to say to him. Dearest father. Say it. Dearest father. You want me to do well in school, don't you? You want me to do well in school, don't you? Well. Well? I'm going to need a few things. I'm going to need a few things. If my grades are going to be good this year. My grades are going to be good this year. First things first. First things first. My allowance. (laughs) My allowance. How much allowance? Now tell me, how much allowance do you get, Emily? Ten. Ten dollars. This is what I want you to say to your dad. I need $850 a week. (laughs) <laughs> Look, you can't laugh. If you laugh, then he's going to think you're joking. You got to say now. I, I, I say, need eight hundred dollars a week. Eight hundred fifty. Eight hundred fifty dollars a week. Plus bonuses. Plus bonuses. If I do all my chores. If I do all my chores, wait. I'm going to need full use of the car. <laughs> I'm going to need full use of the car. I will. I won't drive it after dark. I won't drive it after dark, which it is right now. Yes. So you're not going to drive it tonight. I'm also going to need. I'm also going to what? I'm also going to need. I'm also going to need. Your credit card. (laughs) Your credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's it. And you say if I if you give me that stuff, I if you give me those things, say that. If you give me those things, I will get at least C minuses on all of my for all of my grades. I will get C minuses for all my grades. What do you now say? Thoughts. Huh? Say thoughts. Thoughts. Yeah, like, what do you think? Say, thoughts? Can I can I interject? I have a thought. Sure. What is it? Prefab Sprout, yo. Prefab Sprout, y'all. Yo. 
What's that about? I can't remember these shows. I remember that happened once. What was that? What? Oh, and he hung up. Okay. Well, he hung up on me. You know the band Prefab Sprout? It's a good band from the 80s. They did a good song, When Love Breaks Down. You'd like that song. You know what song you do like is this cover song you added to the set. I don't want to say what it is, but it was so good when you did it at the show at the WFMU performance space last week. If you don't say what it is, I don't know how I'm well, going to surpri- know I don't know. Do you want it to be a surprise no, yeah, for I'm people? Just, I'm teasing you. Um, that's a cover song, and it's a pretty sensitive little song Mm -hmm. it's fun to sing and perform and um it's great i couldn't believe when you guys started playing it yeah it's very poppy it's uh it's by a band that there are multiple songs that would be really awesome to cover and it was hard to choose but um i had this song on a a playlist that we were listening to one night and andrew i think that's when andrew said that we should cover it and Mm -hmm. then none of us let him forget that and then suddenly he's like, you're like, he's like, what? We're doing this? And you're like, you said it. Best show, hi. Hello, um, this is Todd calling from Birmingham. Todd from Birmingham. How are you, Todd? Doing well. Are you, um, what's the, have, what's the weather situation down in, in it's Birmingham? It's a little windy. Okay. Um, and we're expecting to get more wind tonight. And hopefully all our trees will hold up. Yes, I hope so, too. And let me say this also. I talked to a, f- a few friends in Florida who listen to the show. There's a few I didn't get to talk to. I hope, er- please, everybody who's there, let me know how you're doing. Let me know you're all right. Um, a couple people are getting socked pretty bad. And I hope everybody's okay because uh, a lot of good people down there and a lot of good people who listen to the show down there. So I hope everybody's all right. Um, yeah. And like a call, uh, give me, give me a call. If you're, if you're one of those people, I want to know everybody's okay. So I hope you're all right, Todd. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Cause I think it's so going to swing back out some... your way, right? It's going to swing. The yes, hurricane sir, it's swing through. It's come up oh. like, uh, Around tonight, around 2 or 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. It rained all day, but it wasn't windy. Sure. Well, hopefully, windy hopefully it's, <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so what, to what do I owe the pleasure of this call? Well, I had a, I had one for the topic. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in a way, involves your guests as well. Oh, my goodness. Sabrina from A Giant Dog. Yeah. What's your favorite song by A Giant Dog, Todd? My favorite song is the new one, um, the photograph one. Yes. I really, really like that song. And where's the first place you heard that song? On the Our best first show? Place I heard that song last was year. On the best show. <laughs> yes. Right? When they did it acoustically? Exactly. In, indeed it was. And when was that? How long ago was that? That was like last June, maybe? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Because I think right after that, I saw them. They opened in Birmingham for Titus Andronicus. Mm-hmm. And it might have been how I knew about them. Yeah. And that then. Was, that was the tour where every show they blew Titus Andronicus off the stage to where Patrick couldn't take it anymore. And he, kind of a little bit, quit yeah. Rock music. <laughs> Patrick said, I surrender. His beard fell out. His beard fell out. 
<laughs> his beard actually did fall. Do you ever hear that when he got zapped? No. By a mic, by a, like an ungrounded that mic. That made his beard fall yeah. off? Yeah, yeah, his beard fell off. <laughs> Interesting. I'm, I'm not. That's, it's scary when that happens. Yeah, well, it should be terrifying. I, uh, yeah. Have you gotten zapped I, before? I got like that? zapped at the, I think maybe the first A Giant Dog show that you attended at Cake Shop. Uh huh. Um, I liked, I liked pulling the Christmas lights from the yeah. ceiling and wrapping myself in them. Mm-hmm. And that night I, uh, was crawling on the floor wrapped in Christmas lights and I was in kind of this puddle of beer and sweat and sure. I felt yeah. my body. It was August. Yeah. Also. Oh yeah. It was so hot out and you were pulling lights from the ceiling, mm. rolling around in, uh, in water. Maybe not the smartest combination of things, <laughs> but I was in the moment and uh, my body mm-hmm. got zapped so hard that I flew. I felt like I flew off the ground. Uh-huh. Um, oh. But my beard was still there. Your beard the stayed on. Well, it's not always a guarantee that it's going to uh, zap your beard off. When you get hit zapped by an ungrounded microphone. So, you, young man. Young man on the phone. Yes, sir. (laughs) Go ahead with what you were saying. Um, So, one of my greatest joys, or I guess heaven, is I've lived in Birmingham for about 15 years now. Okay. And in the last, like, five years, we actually are getting a lot of bands coming through. Sure. Which is excellent. You got what's-his-face um, down there booking the shows, right? Yeah. What's-his-face? Huh? What's-his-name again? Booking the shows? Where's that? The Bottle Place, right? What's uh, that? Well, that closed, and now it's a place called Saturn. Yeah. And then another place called the Syndicate Lounge, which is where Giant Dog plays. That's right. But right. well, what's the um, guy who books shows down there? Um, I can't think of his name right now. <laughs> who I'm knows? not very Nobody hip. Nobody knows. <laughs> Don't worry. Rock man. I just go to the shows. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that was one of the joys of seeing a giant dog live. Yes, okay. but yeah. yeah, I'm a high school teacher. All right, and I'm old. I'm not too old, but I'm old enough to where if I stay out past like eleven o'clock mm-hmm. on a weeknight, yeah, and then I get home like at midnight or twelve thirty, mm-hmm. like we got to get a babysitter and all that, yeah, and then the next day you feel it. Hell. <laughs> and you know who pays the price for that? The students. The students. No, they don't. They You're love. They probably yourself, yeah. and it hurts you worse. But as a, as someone who went to school, if I saw my teacher coming all wobbly, I'd be like, "This is the best day of my life. <laughs> this teacher is out. This teacher is on the ropes." Here's at least one class that's gonna that I'm just gonna sit and watch a teacher hold his head for an hour. Yeah, I'm gonna throw a stapler. Well, that's only when Tom triggers it. (laughs) Start throwing your staplers around, and everybody, I want you all to know. In the next five minutes, I'm gonna give the the high sign for you to start throwing your staplers around. So get in your cars. (laughs) Go go get in your car. And bring your staplers as we do every week, and I'm gonna. You can start bouncing it around your car. Um, yeah. So your students are just like, look at uh, the teacher. He's holding his head. He looks like a wreck today. Right. Yeah. So I like, uh, like I don't drink or anything if mm-hmm. I go out on the weeknight. 
So they're actually the other part is the problem because I drink a whole bunch of coffee in the morning. Yeah. So now like you're on jittery. My morning classes are on fire. They're like, oh, my God, yeah. will he not slow down? Yeah. And then and there's then, the, yeah, when's the crash happen? So, so then I teach a special yeah. class, which is oh. called ACT prep. Okay. And it's all these kids who are having trouble with the ACT test. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I teach them, like, different tricks and things sure. on sure. how to, you know, do better yeah. and all that. That's when I begin to crash. That's when it happens. So it's and, like the neediest kid, you know, yeah. they need like the most direction. Yeah. And then suddenly I'm you're trying. like partway through, you're just like, all right, guys, look. I love it's a lot of this. Just do some multiplication tables. Flagpole has a shadow, and all I'm, you have to yeah. use is use the Pagathian theorem. Yeah. I'm going to lay oh, I'll that. do it again. Yeah. yeah. I love and it. They you're kind of laughing. Yeah. You know what I hope doesn't happen? I hope the principal doesn't look in the window. That narrow window. Remember the narrow? The door window. The door window. The narrow door window. Yeah. Actually, we have, you know, because of school safety and all that, uh-huh. even that narrow window is covered now. So, like, the only way they can get in your room is if they have a key to unlock it. That's weird. I know, I don't know, huh? I don't know yeah. how comfortable I am with that. It's just the way it is nowadays. <laughs> That sounds so, cool. That's, maybe that might but, be that might be a thing in Birmingham. That might be some weird Birmingham. Are you sure it's not just your classroom? <laughs> That's how it is these days, and everybody's just like, no, it's just that one dude brings the, his own well, shades and attaches them to the window and locks the door for some reason. So that when he gets all crazy on yeah, coffee and has yeah. the kids stand on yeah. their desk and yeah. rip up their textbooks. Yeah, guys, we're gonna do this. We're gonna learn all about math. We're going to be the best people ever did math ever. And then suddenly part with, oh, hold on. Oh, my heart. I need to just lay down for a sec. Guys, just quiz each other on math problems. I'm going to just lay my head down on the table for a minute. Well, I did go like, I think uh, a giant dog y'all played on a Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And then the next week I went to see Lucero on a Thursday night. And they didn't get over till like 1 a.m. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> by that time, is after my lunch period, I have these ACT preps. They all walked in, and they're excited because I had a pep rally that day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what we're going to do today, kids? And they're like, what's that, Mr. Esmus? I was like, we're all going to do 10 minutes of deep breathing exercises. <laughs> yeah, to come down from the pep <laughs> Everyone rally. Everyone stand up. Yeah. Now, during and the I pep rally, are you just like, oh, I don't feel good? Well, you're not drunk. You said you didn't drink, so no, I don't. Like you're hung over at the school. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so we just stood up for ten minutes, and I had like this this uh, oceanic music playing, mm-hmm. and this woman with a very you know very pretty voice, very calm voice, like, okay, mm-hmm. breathe in. We're gonna breathe in for six full seconds, then we're gonna hold it, and all the kids are just standing, and I have a that class is like packed full with thirty kids. Mm-hmm. And they're all from different, like, different types of levels of math, and, you know, they're all there together. But, and they were all just looking at each other yeah, like, they're, they're all from I different, would. yeah, they're all from different levels and different everything, but the one thing that unites them is they know their teacher is phoning it in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's the only will, thing that they are united. They know their day. teacher is phoning this one in. 
That's exactly right. right buddy, look. That has to happen every so often. Yeah. I always yeah. tell them, I'll be like, Mr. X was up out a little late last night. I went to see a band. Because yeah. on our off days, we listen to music in class. Uh-huh. Or like when we're doing like problem sets and mm-hmm. stuff, and they'll bring in music to play, and yeah. I'll play music I like, and we sure. do whatever. Um, so I played them a little bit of the music. And yeah, like, oh, do, okay. do me a favor. When you play the new album by Giant Dog, just uh, screen it first before you start playing play all the tracks. Because I'd say about 80% of it is not suitable for the classroom. Oh, no, I think you should play Maybe a giant the... dog loudly while your students try to learn math. Yeah. And my legacy of being <laughs> the classroom uh-huh. distraction can live can on. Live, there you go, yes. You did it again. She's still doing it. She's still upending, up, upending the classroom. All right, thanks for the call. All right, thanks. So school, were you good at school? Uh, I was that kid that spent most of my classroom time in the hallway because I, I was severely hyper, severely okay. hyper. Okay, But uh What? I tested well, mm-hmm. so uh, it went okay. Mm-hmm. So you were hyper, and you're, it would just be like, just go in the hall. Mm, yeah, that's how they dealt with me. Because why? What were you going like? Be blah blah blah. Were you just it like... was easy to make me laugh. I was okay. just I was uh-huh. this little pin cushion for for people to just pick on, and uh, you could just look at me across the room in the right way, and I would laugh so uncontrollably that and I would that cry. Would be I would start sobbing. Uh-huh. Sometimes okay. I've always had this big water bottle with me, and I would like spit the water out because I was laughing. So you do a spit take in the yeah that. You should probably go sit in the hallway. I was just this spitting, snotting mess. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So did anybody at any point say, like, maybe she shouldn't have a giant bottle of water with her since she spits it all over the place? Maybe that could fix some of this. If she doesn't have a mouthful of water yeah, all the time. let's dehydrate her. Yes. That will, that will huh. help the child. It will slow her. It will make it so everybody's not getting drenched. That sounds like a war tactic. I would say there's a there's a middle ground between you doing a spit take in in a classroom and you being somehow dehydrated like it's like it's a torture. There's a middle ground there where you could drink water between classes maybe. So Welcome but, to the Sharpling School where you can yes. maybe drink water between classes. Yes, it's just like it's just like the wall. Right, Mike? Remember when he did that song, Mike? Hey, From yeah. Teacher, leave your kids alone. Did you scream during that, Mike? You didn't scream. What did you scream? Do you thought the pig was going to get you? I remember hearing that from Pat. Because <laughs> there was an orb that flew around the arena, also. Well. Or it's the That's same. That's when old. Mike saw the dark side of the yeah. moon. Yeah. And you know what's funny? I saw Close Encounters the night before the show, and during that, they talk about the dark side of the moon. That's what they were calling the 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 base because it was in theaters for one week. Did you see it, Pat? No. Pat. Pat left. Oh my God! Did you guys order pizza? Oh, of course. Don't worry. The pizza showed up. Pat got his fill of pizza and he bounces out. Best show 101. So, 
Um, yeah, I, the, uh, the Close Encounters in, was in theaters for a week for the 40th anniversary of it. And it was like, first of all, it was so loud. It was also, I went to see it again with my wife, Terry. And we went to the theater and we were the only people in the theater. It was a 10.45 p.m. show. And the movie was so loud because it's like, like that. You could feel it like vibrating, like your face was vibrating. And then, uh, you start to realize watching this movie, it's like, there's one point, I'm not going to ruin it for people who haven't seen it, but it's like, look, you had 40 years to see it. I don't have to tell you. I am going to ruin it. You've had your shot at seeing it. Not like I'm ruining it, which has been in theaters for four days. You've had 40 years to see Close Encounters. So basically, in, the, in a nutshell, Spaceship comes down. And then out of it come the, uh, like the, uh, the, the people who were like taken by the aliens. And then, and then the aliens come out and then they're going to send some like earth people in to go. And then I tell you, it was like, it was like a veritable, uh, sausage party going on that, uh, it was like 12 dudes and like one woman just like, really? That's who's going on the thing? Imagine these aliens also just being like, like, it's a couple of those dudes look like such drips. Don't you picture, you picture like, um, like a month later, they're um, eight billion light years away from Earth and they're just like, the aliens are just like, this one guy is a real, this one guy's a real tool. Isn't he annoying? Like, it would have been Richard Dreyfus who was annoying, cause like, just like, this guy's really burning me out. He just, it's way too intense. What are we gonna do? And they would just dump him on like another planet. They'd like be like, Right, we're going to land somewhere else, do another exchange of people. Be like, Richard Drives is like, what? where am I supposed to go? And he like, suddenly he's like, this is not Earth. This is not Earth. And then like the door closes and it takes off. And they're like, they're just like, smell you later. And the ship takes off. I don't think anybody Wait, would want to see this You don't think anybody would want to see what? This is not Earth, the spinoff film. This is not Earth. I would starring Richard yes. Dreyfus, annoying everyone on the oh, ship. Yeah, and then and then he's just alone, starring in it alone for the next hour and a half of the movie. Yeah. Best show. Hi, welcome. Hi, this is Amber from Brooklyn. Amber from Brooklyn. I know you. <laughs> Yeah, I have the kid. The kid on Instagram. The cutest kid ever. <laughs> Thank you. He just got new glasses today too. I so saw. Check out his pic. These red <laughs> frames he got. Oh yeah, you saw him already. Great. He They're looks like, awesome. He looks like Elton John. <laughs> yeah, he can definitely see a lot better now. <laughs> That's awesome. He he seems like a great <laughs> kid. Um, how are you tonight? I'm good. You're I'm here just, with uh, Sabrina. Finishing up dinner. We eat dinner late because the kid goes to bed late. And um, I have something for the topic. I actually right. have something for both heaven and hell. Let's hear it. So my heaven is if the band Kansas played, the, the 1970s lineup of Kansas played their first seven albums on repeat forever wait that's hell or heaven that's that's heaven that's heaven. my heaven yeah even the guy with the big heaven. beard the guy with the big bushy beard the fiddle player 
You want him I in it? I love them all. I love them all. All the original guys from the 70s and the first seven albums. Left Overture. That you want them to yeah. play that in its entirety. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, look. <laughs> That's why there's horse racing. Because everybody picks a different horse. It's <laughs> the only way horse racing works. If we all pick the yeah. same horse, horse racing wouldn't work. You know, I really feel like people That's don't the give Kansas way I can enough say credit. I don't like Kansas. I know you don't like Kansas. You can you think that only English prog rock is good? I'll say this though: I don't think it's prog rock. I think I think it's got too what much you- U.S. in it. It makes it like it's got a different strain running through it that makes it like expansive hard rock. Mm, every song has like. 17 parts. How is that not prog? That's fair. Look. <laughs> Amber, you tell me the Kansas album I should try to listen to. Listen, if you don't like Kansas, you don't like Kansas. No, 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 no but this is what I'm saying. I'm willing, I'm willing to try to like Kansas. Just you as a fan <laughs> of it, tell me which one to listen to. The thing is, I like the first seven albums completely well, from beginning to seven. end. I, I'm not going to listen to seven. I know you're and, not. <laughs> pick one of the seven. Um, monolith. Monolith. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to write it down. And like read about it too, because there's like some weird shit. Oh, sorry. Oh, read God. about it. Well, I'm I got to read a book now about I'm Kansas. The no, no, no. But like, you know, Carrie lives in like read this book that's like all this crazy. Like he was going through some stuff. Mm-hmm. The entire time he was in Kansas, you know, every single album he was like, he had a new religion, a new philosophy, a new idea of what, you know, humanity and God was, you know. And then, like, after the seventh album, mm-hmm. Steve Walsh had enough of it, and he was like, I'm out of here. I can't deal with this guy anymore. And then Terry Livgren got a new, uh, you know, lead singer called John Elefante, and then he just went, like, full Christian rock after that. Okay. And, um, <laughs> um, this, and so this is what brings me to my hell. Yeah, I gotta say, is if, all, you're scaring me from listening to Monolith a little bit. <laughs> a, little too, a little too much backstory. <laughs> okay. So what's, well, what's anyways, your hell now? Then what's your hell? My hell now is if it was only the Kansas version that has John Elefante as the singer. Okay. That would be my hell. I gotta say. <laughs> when it's just like full Christian rock Kansas with, mm-hmm. you know, Carrie Lisbon and John Elefante. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now this is what I'm going to respectfully ask you Add in one more element to make it hellish, that it can't just be you're listening to the lineup of Kansas you don't like. You need to add something in. What's your least favorite food? Oh, God. Well, What's the your... thing is, I really like food, so... Roaches. Roaches? There's not really a lot of food that I don't okay. like, but... Well, do you what like did you roaches? say, Sabrina? Oh, yeah, I said, how about roaches? Oh, God. Roaches, the bugs? No, that could be your least favorite food. I mean, if you um, really love food... Well, roaches just, just period, are my least food. favorite everything. They're yeah. just the most disgusting. I mean, okay, so I have to listen to the lineup of Kansas I don't like, plus roaches are everywhere. How about this, though? <laughs> the version of Kansas you don't like... <laughs> 
performed by human-sized roaches <laughs> are, are now performing it with instruments. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. That's really horrifying. That sounds like hell to me. Uh-huh. Oh, just FYI, also, yeah. John Elefante is a crazy white right-wing Republican, too, on top of it. So, just, you know, it adds a little extra Mike, something in there. <laughs> write down this uh, the, that I'm not going to remind me to not get any John Elefante fronted Kansas records. <laughs> Please remind Listen, me. You won't because it's terrible. If you hate Kansas, you're definitely going to hate the one that has John Elefante in it. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to see um, Yes with John Anderson. What's that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to go see Yes with John Anderson and Trevor Rabin. You're going to see that? When are you seeing that? Yeah. I'm going to go to Connecticut and see it with my dad. Mohegan Sun? No, they're playing at um, the Oakdale Theater in Wallingford. John Anderson. Yeah. Rick Wakeman. Yeah. Rick Wakeman, the funniest thing, this guy in Yes, his keyboard player, Rick Wakeman, when he was tuned out, he would just eat behind his keyboard. It would just be like, it was just boring to him when the band would play these, for these endless songs. He would like order food and then have like a roadie bring food on stage and he would just eat. He's like wearing a cape on stage, just eating like curry behind the keyboard, like on That's stage amazing. in front of 20,000 people. He's still just like, yeah, I'm going to eat our, up here. Our keyboard player in Sweet Spirit asks for ribbons. He wants ribbons that he can, uh, he can just kind of flow, fly the ribbons through the air when he's not playing parts. And I don't want him to hear this episode because I think that he might hear that story about the eating. Key, yeah, and then he might rethink Start his ordering foods. Yeah, because when you say ribbons, you mean like ribbons like on sticks that you like well, spin around. We never. Uh, he never described what he meant. Okay. He uh, he just I want ribbons and kind of arched his hand and kind of kicked his feet, and um, I pictured ribbons on a stick, like a yes. long a, like he's doing a a handle with the long ribbons. But um, Andrew thinks that really what he was wanting was like an eight-inch just like ribbon that he could just violently. Well, that would make him a cat. Ooh. <laughs> he would, if he was going to have fun just playing with a ribbon, you might want to check and make sure your keyboard player is human. That's so interesting <laughs> because uh, we do... We do figure that if he's anything other than human, he is a cat. Uh-huh. He might be. If he's just like, I want a ribbon. Yeah, he's like, I want a ribbon. I'm bored. Don't don't die in the apartment because I'll eat your yeah, body. I really think your keyboardist is a, a cat, actually. It's the new keyboard cat yeah. is in sweet spirit. <laughs> well, Amber, thank you so much for the call. You take care. Thank you. And call Bye-bye. back with a concert report from... I will. The Anderson... Definitely. Yeah. Please. When is Cat-tember? It's Cat-tober. It's going to be in October. Oh, Cat-tober. Okay. Yes. So I definitely will call back for Cat-tober as well. Yes. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Bye. We're going to do a special... Because we did Dog-sember. Uh-huh. So now we have to, the cat people need to be. Here's what you should do for Cat-tober. What's that? If you want yeah. to up your uh, uh-huh. ratings. Sure. Um, yeah. Here's what I would like. Uh-huh. You should get 
four or five of those dancers who were in the Broadway musical of Cats. Yeah, yeah. To come in here. Yeah. And dance. Okay. For you for... on the air. Because they're right. crazy. They mm-hmm. actually think they're cats when they put on those leotards and they crouch and leap around and, you know, they walk through the audience and they get up in your face and they're just yeah. like licking, licking their, their hand. Yeah. It's like the Ren Fair people. <laughs> but for, for Broadway. Cats. Okay, for cats. Those people, I'm sure, have trouble recovering now that that show has shut down. Yeah, that they don't know where to go for their... They're probably meeting in some weird place. They don't know where to go for their the fancy feasts. Yeah, <laughs> they're fancy. Yeah, they're just eating expired fancy feasts now that they get it. Big Lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to Big Lots now and I'm going to film mm. myself just in a tattered coat singing memories. Just, just in an aisle. Wandering. And then just start eating <laughs> <laughs> some fancy feast in the aisle. Well, I'm going to say this. It's midnight, right? The show's over. Oh, I'm about to buy my mm. heaven and hell. Oh, no, that's what we're going to end the show with. You were going to say that to me? Yes. You were going to say yours to me, and I was going to say mine to you? Well, we're going to say it to the audience. We're going to say them at the same time? No, that would be bad radio. <laughs> that would be, you would not be able to tell what either of us were saying. Oh, they have me mixed way higher than you, so. So let's see, okay, they. I'm the one with the board right here. <laughs> Nobody's mixing nothing. Anything. I'm going to go out there and chest bump every one of them. Please. That. That was too excited of a. Yeah. Like, out there. Look, there's people. I'm going to say this. People like everything. There's some people go, Mike rules. They tell me, Mike rules. Dudio sucks. Other people like. Ouch. Pat rules. Dudio sucks. Now other people are just like. Mike sucks and Dudio sucks. And other people are like, Pat sucks, Mike sucks, and Dudio sucks. Wait, wait, wait a minute. All those people said Dudio sucks. <laughs> what? What's that? <laughs> Look, but that's the thing. The show invites all different people. Everybody can have their favorite and their least favorite. That's what makes it great. So let's hear Sabrina Ellis from A Giant Dog, whose new album, Toy, is on Merge Records now, and who in New York is performing tomorrow in Brooklyn at Rough Trade. Is that a pun? Is that a pun, Rough Trade, A Giant Dog at Rough Trade? Is that why you're doing it? Because it's like a dog goes rough? Is that a, was that intentional? Yeah, Giant Dog does it rough. The worst. I heard this. Uh, I heard this little boy the other day on the sidewalk, just going, uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, don't turn around, and stare. Somebody's kid is going, uh-huh. you know, that's that's rude. But I couldn't. I had to turn around and see this kid pretend to be a dog. I turned around. It was an actual dog pretending <laughs> to be a kid, pretending mm-hmm. to be a dog. It was the strangest human uh-huh. voice trapped inside had. of this yeah. thing. Yeah. My dog, Good and Poochie, yeah. goes, when she barks, she barks like, she actually literally goes, roof. Roof. Like she just says, f-. like she actually has the <laughs> F on the end. She's like, roof. Roof. <laughs> like she rolls the F and it's just like, I've never heard a dog actually hit the F hard on rough or woof. Roof. 
And then when I'm just like, you want to go for a walk? Then she's like, Rawr! she's like, roof, yeah. She, but she just goes like, she has a different one. She's not barking the intimidating bark. I mean, she goes, Rawr! like an excited one. She's like telling a coy me, little. Like she's screaming, yes. <laughs> greatest dog ever. Your dog, what's the name of your dog again? Patches. Patches. And how big is Patches? 102. 102 pounds. Yeah. And Patches is how tall? She stands up to my shoulder. That's crazy. What kind of dog is Patches? She's mostly Catahoula. Uh-huh. But uh, there has to be something. There has to be something going on. Some yes. Dane. She has kind of this Dane posture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, a giant dog. <laughs> she's right? maturing into a, you know, she's about four now, so she's mm-hmm. calming down into, like, this person I can really talk to. Uh-huh. Get, pot, like, a useful feedback Rather than her just kind of like um, chasing me around with a baseball bat, demanding to eat, she's like, "Call oh. Tom, call Tom." I want to. Um, I don't know. She has. These more are insight. some conversations you're having with your dog. Mm. The dog's oh, like, "Call Tom." It's hard on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. I come back and she's aged uh, like three years in uh-huh. a couple months. Yeah, dog years. Mm. Now you. How long? much longer are you on the road for? Because you guys have Rough. been on the road all year. But what does that mean to get... Oh, it's something your dog says. Yes. I thought, something we, my had, dog says. I thought we had made an inside no, joke. No, we don't have a language. We don't have a secret language going. It's something my... So you guys have been on the road literally... Long enough for me to, to say think that. dogs and humans. to start For that to start blurring now. It's time to get off the road, Sabrina. You're starting to forget what dogs are versus humans. Because you're like, a kid started barking, and then I turn around, <laughs> and it's a dog pretending to be a kid, pretending to be a dog. That's not, that's not thoughts that, those are like, because you've been in a van for a year. You're starting to say the dogs are kids, and you're arguing with your dog, and saying, call Tom. It's, I'm worried. Freddie Mercury used to call his kitties. His kitty cats on the phone. Put my kitties on the phone. He was on a jet flying all over the place. Okay, now you're going to diminish my career. No, I'm not. I'm I'm going to say. Because I want to make a phone call between you and Patches. Okay. Every now and then a conference. I want to run some ideas by both of you. Okay. She wasn't into the polygamy. I want you all right. I want you to be well. I think of... The hopefully soon you're getting out of the van. When do you get out of the van? Um, when does the I'm touring... going to get out of the van for uh, Sound on Sound Fest in okay. November, which is near Austin. Okay, it's at a Ren Fair. Uh huh. Um, Iggy Pop is headlining. Okay, so Iggy Pop's playing a Ren Fair. He's headlining a Ren Fair. Mm. Okay, so mm. he, things are taking an interesting turn for Iggy Pop now. Where he's like, hey, what is he going to be up there like, uh, would this night fight the other night and let's do battle in the, between the evil knights and the good knights. He could say that mm-hmm. and he could say it that way yeah. and it would ring profoundly yeah. Yeah. on on my heart. One of the best things I ever saw was when they played, they played out on Randall's Island. There was this day long festival 
this guy, Steve, little Steven, the clown from the Bruce Springsteen band who wears the uh, curtains on his head. Mm. You know him, Mike? He goes to a restaurant beforehand and takes a tablecloth and then ties it on his head. It's like, look, we you know you, you ain't got much on top, dude. No one cares. We saw you. He's on the Sopranos wearing a fake, whatever. I'm not going to open so he did this day-long festival where he's like, this festival is the coolest, fe- and we're going to have a stage that spins around, and bands are going to play on it just like hullabaloo, and spin around, and, and then within five minutes, the spinning stage broke. Aww. So then, but then the Stooges played at the end of the night, and the Stooges are up to this giant festival, and Iggy Pop is just like, it was the greatest thing I saw, and they're just, he's just like, everybody get up here. And then suddenly, hundreds of people start climbing the, the climbing the barricade, and there were hundreds of people There's on stage. They it was could the do greatest thing it. I ever saw. He was like, he could have like led. He's brilliant. Yeah, he's like, everybody, get up here, get up here. And uh, so, so you're getting out of the van at some point, which is a good thing, right? some point the cycle of touring I, I didn't want to take a break to be honest i mm-hmm. um you know when you work on a calendar when you book yourself out which sure. i'm sure you you travel a lot mm-hmm. too um if you make a decision about how you want your time to work and how you want your time to flow you have to make that decision about 4 months in yeah. advance of how you want it to flow sure so about 4 months ago my mom and you know, people close to me were saying, you really need to take a break. And I was almost offended by the idea. But I, I went ahead and set some space in the calendar for December, January. Okay. And now that that's approaching, I'm so grateful that um, future me is grateful to past me. Yeah. Time travel me. That's all. Um, You're allowed to get back in the van. You just have to get out at some point before you get back in. That's all. Just don't stay in the van. You've been in a van for a year. Oh, a year and four months, I think, A year actually. and four months. Yeah. Because you finish, it's like, Giant Dog just did 30 shows, and it's like, okay, well, now Sweet Spirit's going to do 30 shows. And yeah. then you do, like... And I have um, scenes due for Fascinating Lester. Yes, of course. And those that can't... that You have to take care of that, of course. Yeah. You've got to do the Polygrip commercial. Yeah. All these things have to be tended to. And if you don't get your dog wants to talk to you. Yeah. So, yes. So what is your hell and your heaven, Sabrina? Okay. I hadn't thought about this until I came in here today. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I don't, I don't live in a philosophical battle of what my... Afterlife will be, I'm a very mm-hmm. uh, fleshy person, very here and now. Sure, yes. Um, Even though every song is about death. Yeah, it's like... Some of the songs are a little more about... First of all, you guys, you're you like super young and all the songs are about just how old you are. It's, it's interesting. It's like I'm super old, I'm... It's old. really interesting. Yes. That just like... You're saying all about how old you. It's like you're not. Look, like everybody gets old. I don't know how old was Kirsten Dunst in Interview with a Vampire. She got bit when she was a kid, right? 
Wait, are you a vampire? No, but uh, another movie I'm working on right uh-huh. now that um, actually this was a commission. And okay, I'm, okay. I'm probably actually going to lose this job sure. by even talking about it. But um, well, these are the risks. I thought that show business. Yeah, it's basically uh, me and well my my writing partner uh, for mm-hmm. not not music because Andrew's my Jello man. Yes. But then there's yes. um, Ed Darty who made some music videos for uh-huh. um, Sweet Spirit and a Giant Dog. And he and I are developing a horror film. It's basically The Sixth Sense, mm-hmm. but it's about this this guy, and he's in a time uh-huh. of a, a zombie uh, apocalypse, right? Okay, sure. Okay? Uh-huh. And he's the only liaison between the humans and the zombies. He's the only one who can safely talk to them. Okay, it's so he's like a, he can talk to the zombies. Empathetic, yeah. So he's like Doctor Doolittle, yeah. but with zombies. It's like the Sixth Sense, but with zombies. Okay. Because at the end, he realizes he's a zombie. Sorry. No! Spoilers. Where's the stabler? Well, if he's a zombie, that's how he would say it. Would be what you just did. He'd be like, Ugh! I'm not a zombie. So, what is, give me the hell in heaven, please. Those are beautiful lyrics, too. Give me the hell and heaven. Look, please. Look, please. Look, yes. Okay. Keep saying look. The heaven I just developed when uh, we were on the phone with Leslie, and she was talking about, oh, movie theater, and you said something about Eddie Vedder, and I had this beautiful vision, Okay. Uh, a statue face of Eddie Vedder, like you were saying. The entire statue is a face as high as a, a pyramid, like a pharaoh's face. Eddie's face, right? But the hair part, actual hair. Actual hair just cascading. That's a lot of hair. Stories. And I... Yeah. It's my job to, to groom it. And to that all I have to do is take care of the giant... Head of Eddie Vedder hair. Grunge hair. North of Seattle. Yeah. Just, well, the weather's going to take some sort of toll on it. Do a giant hairbrush? No, no, no. It's such an immense head of hair that yeah. basically I'm like a window washer on a skyscraper riding a comb <laughs> daily, just riding this comb up and down. Up and down. Okay. Now that's heaven or hell? That's the heaven because... That's, hev- that's heaven. That's the heaven. Okay. And the hair blows, and um, sure. or I apply oils because people with curly hair, we have um, dry, drier hair. Um, mm-hmm. So what's the hell, then? Okay, the hell, oh, goodness, this, um, I'm taken to a movie theater. I'm taken to a movie theater, mentally. Okay. Uh, I'm sitting yeah. there. It's a little bit just damp. It's just damp. And uh, the chairs are rock hard, and... Um, just resounding within this cavernous movie theater is uh-huh. like, on oh, my bitter hand, shake beneath the sun. Oh, I was yesterday, and that time in the sun. And I realized that I'm inside of Eddie Vedder's mouth forever. So there's a movie theater inside of his mouth. Yeah. Okay. And you just hear, uh, like... I'm going to say something. 
I'm canceling your tours. Mm-hmm. You're getting out of the van. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow's the final show. Oh, do you know Eddie Vedder? Do you have a thing? No, where no, meet? no, no, I'm no. Get to go oh, no, no. I'm just Brown's saying. Of the hair? I'm saying. I think between the movie theater in Eddie Vedder's mouth and the dog that was a boy that was a dog, I think we need. I think I'm gonna get you out of the van. <laughs> I can't find a better seat. I can't find a better seat. I'm the teenagers playing jacks in uh-huh. the aisle. Get it next to Todd. Uh huh. Next, to, you remember their names? Can't I don't remember friend. anybody. You, you don't. I don't remember the callers' names. I don't. Oh, I'm so, Santa Claus. So that's your Eddie Vedder impression. Oh, right? this is my impression of Santa Claus. Ooh. Waiting. Well, it's all, it's four o'clock. Is it nice or not here? Tell me, tell me, what you want for Christmas this year? <laughs> Irish that's Eddie Vedder doing Santa Claus. Can you imagine Eddie Vedder as Santa Claus? What did Santa put in your stocking? Eh, some live Pearl Jam CDs. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I got too. From when Pearl Jam put every one of their al- their live shows out on CD. Like Santa's got this overstock now that he's kind of just trying to burn through. Everybody just keeps getting Pearl Jam live CDs. Just keep waking yeah. up with them like stuffed in my socks. Yeah. It's not even Christmas. Yeah. What did Santa bring? Well, I got, uh, what did I get here? Uh, I got a show in Cleveland, uh, like, uh, 914, uh, 98, I guess, three CD thing. I guess they do, uh, they do, uh, uh the Baba O'Reilly on it. <laughs> it's a board show though, so I guess that counts for something. At least it's from the board. Alright, I'm gonna Wait, say. Wait, they really do Baba O'Reilly? I'm sure they Can do. Can I give it a shot? Please. Keep going. Keep doing it. It's just going to sound. No, well, who who else do you do impressions of before I am? I'm really, I'm remarkably awful, awful at, uh, Impersonation. Oh, Santa Claus. Oh, Timmy. Uh-huh. Oh, come sit upon uh, Daddy's knee and tell him your, what ails you. And uh, I'll find the right medicine on Santa Claus. Okay. Now I'm ending, I'm ending uh, one time there was this group of uh, German guys. Uh-huh. They were a three-piece called the Odd Couple. Uh-huh. And okay. we played with them in... Um, the most expensive country in the world, Switzerland. Switzerland, and um, they followed us to our apartment because we thought we had this really nice accommodation, and we were gonna have a little like fun Texas German party. Mm-hmm. So they follow us up the stairs, and as we're walking up to these accommodations that we're seeing for the first time, one of them says, "It smells like a palace of a thousand farts." <laughs> And then uh, uh-huh. one of them, as he's taking off his fur coat, looks at the, the other and he pouts. He says, do we have to stay here? And then the other one says, only for a, only for a bit. We have 
accommodations that are much more luxurious. So I can impersonate the odd couple, uh-huh. this German three. So you can there. do Eddie Vedder. Um, uh, you can do a uh, Scottish Eddie Vedder and the odd couple, which is a German trio being rude. Irish Santa Claus. And Irish Santa Claus. So he was me, Irish. Let me just say this to everybody. Tomorrow night, a giant dog live at Rough Trade in Brooklyn. Simon Doom. Simon Doom and a giant dog together, finally, on the bill. Everybody should come out and see it. And everybody should get the new album, Toy, on Merge. What's my favorite song? What's my favorite song on this album that doesn't have curses? I'm going to play Angst in My Pants, which is another song you did here a year ago. Let's listen to this. And I'm going to say goodnight to everybody. Thanks for listening on a Monday. Thanks to my friend Sabrina for coming down. Thank you. Simon Doom. I'm Simon Doom. I've been a very bad boy. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know what to do with that. I don't even know it's, if Simon Doom's a boy or a girl. I'm just just he's a, he's a boy. Are you sure? Have you talked yes. about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, any final words? I'll check tomorrow. Okay. Any final words? I, I honestly that was, wanted no, that my was final enough. words to be that Simon Doom is a very bad boy. Okay, then that's what it will be. Simon Doom is a very bad boy. Mike, thank you for uh, everything. And give me my Febreze back. Giant Dog. Best show will be back next Tuesday. Back to Tuesdays. Let's take a listen. Good night. Bye. <laughs>